Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back to another episode of the Command Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Weeks, and today we have a special guest podcaster. It's Gaurav Galati. Hello, I'm Gaurav Galati. I am an editor here, and I'm also the bad boy of the Command Zone, as everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows that. They call me that. Ask anyone. Ask Josh. I'll tell you business that. card. <laughs> <laughs> editor slash bad boy. Ooh. <laughs> Today we have a very fun episode in mind. We are talking about commanders that when they were re- they were released, we were like, ooh, that's going to be a big mm-hmm. one. Yeah. That's going to be super popular. And it didn't really pan out that way. Yeah. So these are commanders that have sort of been lost to time or they were very popular at the beginning and then kind of fizzled out. And we still think that they should, you know, have the numbers. Yeah, they deserve a second chance, we think. And so we're going to spotlight a few of them and talk about some cards that go in their decks and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, hopefully you find a new deck that isn't, you know, super overrepresented. It's always fun to have a very unique deck at the table. But before we get into it, we want to uh, remind you that the best way to support the show is by using our affiliate links over at cardkingdom.com slash command. We're going to be talking about a lot of magic cards today, a lot of singles, and you can bet Card Kingdom has them. You can go over there and look for exactly the single that you're looking for and exactly the printing from exactly the set you want in the condition that you want want it uh we're commander players we're picky about the kind of cards that we play and that's why i trust card kingdom when i'm building my decks because i I know i can buy a huge amount of cards all in one place and i'm not chasing envelopes halfway around the world making sure that they're showing up on my doorstep again you can support the show and support your growing magic addiction at cardkingdom.com slash command the other way to support the show is by using our affiliate link over at ultrapro.com slash command. Ultrapro has some of the highest quality magic accessories in the business. They've got sleeves and dice and deck boxes, play mats, uh, everything that you need to make sure that your collection is safe and organized and pretty. Uh, Ultrapro has all of the officially licensed magic art. So if there's a set that you're really into, if there's a specific card that you're really into, make sure that you go over to ultrapro.com and see if they've got the matching accessories. Uh, some of these are old commanders. Maybe you can catch them on sale. Uh, Old Pro always 
has great sales going on and you can find out about those when they drop as soon as they drop by following the ultra pro newsletter again you can support us and uh pick up some very cool magic accessories over at ultrapro.com slash command finally you can support us directly over at patreon.com slash command zone uh all of our patrons are actually making this show happen uh you guys are the bread and the lifeblood the bread and lifeblood <laughs> of this huh. of this podcast. Plus, you get some cool perks for being a patron. You get access to uh, extra turns and game nights a day early. You get to know what happens before the internet spoils it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get access to exclusive content like Turn Talk. Turn Talk is a behind-the-scenes conversation that we record after every single episode of Extra Turns. And it's just the, the players talking about what would have happened if they they had one more turn if they had just drawn that land they needed a turn earlier if uh if you hadn't done that i could have done this it's um it's really raw it's really fun and it's a lot of people just being really passionate about magic and the game that just happened so make sure you join our patreon over at patreon.com slash command zone plus we shout out one lucky patron every single episode and this episode is dedicated to sarah, sarah pisula thanks sarah you rock, you rock. yeah Definitely do. All right, let's get into it. Oh, you've got a long one because we've got a lot of cool commanders to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about 10 commanders that we think should have more decks online. Yes, absolutely. So a lot of these, basically all of these have 2,500 decks or less in the last two years on EDH rec, correct? Yes. Okay. So, uh, and, and they came out before 2023 in case you're watching this in 2051. I don't know if that, yeah. you know, how I many mean, commanders it, are there. That's basically just so we don't pick a commander that's super new and, sure, and like true. doesn't have the number of decks because it came out like two months ago. Yes. So there's no Lord of the Rings commanders. There's mm-hmm. no Aftermath commanders. There's some very cool commanders in both of those sets. We're not going to be talking about them yep. today. Uh, so these are the ones that um, you may have missed in the last couple of years with less than 2,500 de- decks in EDH rec. Let's get into it. I want to read this first one because when this card came out, everyone was like, this is the new crazy Simic commander. It's Essex Fractal Bloom. Four, a green and a blue for a four, four legendary fractal with flying. It says the first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns, you may instead choose a creature other than Essex Fractal Bloom and create that many tokens that are copies of that creature. Yeah. So that, I mean, that seems quite powerful. And I think we both thought so when it first uh, was going off and um, it doesn't have that many decks, surprisingly. So this is the one with the most decks that we're going to talk about it, but Mm -hmm. it it only has 2,300 decks Mm -hmm. currently on ED. It's like 2,306 at time of recording, Um, which just doesn't seem like that many decks for a, a deck that's so unique Mm -hmm. like this is not a this is not an ability that we've seen a lot of it reminds me kind of of um mystic reflection sure yeah the that like the next time a creature would enter it enters as something else instead right and it's like a token clone commander which Mm -hmm. are both really really popular and really fun to pilot right yes now the one of the big downsides compared to other commanders in this sort of wheel is that it is six mana which is a lot it is expensive. Yeah. Uh, especially because Essex itself doesn't really do anything. Right. It reminds me kind of of Riku in that way. Sure. Like Riku is a token clone commander of yesteryear. It's five mana, but it's teamer. 
and it it doesn't really do anything until you have uh, have another spell. But right. Riku's very popular. Yeah, yeah. So Essex is interesting. I've I've played some with Essex, Essex before. I played a, a budget brew of Essex on uh, the Scrap Trawlers channel. They're a budget commander channel, and I played an Essex deck that my boyfriend built, and it was nuts yeah because <laughs> you cast like you cast a mirror battle sphere and then Ooh. you they enter with four mirrors and then you those are all mirror battle spheres oh. and then though they make four <laughs> more mirrors huh, okay and then all of a sudden you're looking down five mirror battle spheres yeah that'll, that'll <laughs> end the game pretty quickly so it is kind of slow but it is very powerful uh, i've also run it as a finisher in my city Hebrew tyrant deck because Ooh. it makes a like zombie tokens sure. yeah and being able to it also does a ton of like like spider spawning like a lot of tokens all at once yes being able to combine this like six drop with something else on the board and win the game is a cool puzzle to figure out um so it feels like essex has a home in more than 2300 households yeah absolutely i mean you're gonna definitely need a bunch of ramp because it is expensive you get it out earlier obviously better because then you Mm -hmm. can start making tokens and start making copies of the cool stuff on the table um and then you're going to want to get to the payoffs because of what you're doing. Because once you start making a bunch of tokens, people are going to be like, oh, no, 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 this person has to go. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about Essex is I think most tables will let it happen once. Yeah. And then if something crazy happens, they're like, okay. Yeah. Well, now we know. <laughs> now there must be sanctions. Now <laughs> we have to crack down on the mathematics at yeah. home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you definitely want you definitely want some big ramp spells in this deck. You want a lot of them, and I think this deck really wants a lot of uh, spells that make tokens as well. So it opens right. up these ramp spells that are more tokeny based. Right. Like I really like growth spasm. I think this card is. I don't know how good it is. It's cool. It's two and a green for a sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle, and create a zero one colorless Eldrazi spawn creature token. It has sack this creature at colorless. So it gets you like two mana sources yeah. mm-hmm. ramped, but in Essex, it gives you an alternate token in case you draw it light. Yeah, that's, I mean, for Essex, it's quite good. I bet this card isn't played in many other decks. So another way to find a unique place for a unique card. Yeah. This next one, I don't know if you've played with, but it's really fun. No, Titania's Command. No, I have not played with this one. This is four green green for a sorcery that reads, choose to either exile target player's graveyard. You gain one life for each card exiled this way. Search your library for up to two land cards. Put them on the battlefield tap, then shuffle. Create two 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 green bear tokens, bear creature tokens, or put two plus one plus encounters on each creature you control. So with Essex, I mean, obviously you would choose to make four bear tokens, which means hajimachi. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so I think you can only choose the one, each mode once. I don't think you can oh, choose. I see. But being able to ramp and get two, two lands into play and make sure that you have all the mana in the world mm-hmm. to cast Essex and then cast something else and make those tokens if you already have Essex. Yeah. It gives you a lot of flexibility. Plus, exiling your graveyard always comes in handy and putting two plus one plus one counters on each creature you control. If you're in a token deck, yes, that can get out of hand. Of that can get out of hand. That's true. I, I played with Titania's Command and I was like, six mana is a lot. But then every <laughs> time I cast it, I'm like, mm, it's kind of <laughs> worth it. <laughs> That does a lot. It's pretty good. The fun part of this deck, of course, is making the tokens. Yes. So um, Essex is best Mm -hmm. when you make a ton of tokens all at once. Yep. 
because they will all enter and and become become copies. Yes. So you don't really want stuff that makes one token repeatedly, like a chatter storm or something, because then only the first squirrel would be a clone, and then the rest would be squirrels. Right, right. So like the biggest thing you can do with Essex is Avenger of Zendikar. Yes, I mean it's played in a lot of green decks already. <laughs> I don't see why you wouldn't play this in yeah. in this, and it is a seven drop, so you're going to play it hopefully the next turn after Essex. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, get ready to have a bunch of scary Avengers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Avenger, you make six plants. Let's say six. Let's a reasonable say six. six. Let's say a you ramped a little bit six. with some treasures or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you have six lands. It's fine. Uh-huh. And you make six Avengers of Zendikar. Uh-huh. They all come in with six plants. Mm-hmm. Now you have seven Avengers of Zendikar. So anytime a land enters, you put seven <laughs> dollars on all of your... Like, that's just a, a such a problem. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to scoop out of that, they better have a board wipe ready to go. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, wow. I think that's the top end of this. Sure. Yeah. But also, you know, there's there's a lot of, a lot of spells that make a lot of tokens all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Hornet Queen does a similar. Oh, thing. Hornet Queen is one of my old time favorites. I love Hornet Queen. It's it's one of those cards that just continues to be good. Yeah, even yeah. when you're like, ah, it's not as good as it used to be. Seven drop for a two two that makes some tokens. I don't know. That's been outclassed. But no, they're. I mean, they're Death Touch flyers. Like they're good. Yeah, <laughs> they're good. And, and with Essex, it's like you make the Hornet Queen. <laughs> you make four Hornet Queens, uh-huh. so you get twelve six. Oh, yeah. You get 16 bees and five (laughs) hornet queens. That's pretty good. That seems fine. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) Wow. But, of course, your commander is six mana, and you want to make sure that you get some value out of it when it comes down. Yes. So there's a few cards. Obviously, I I searched to find out what's the cheapest way to make a token Mm. uh, in uh, EDH. And one of them was Chatter of the Squirrel, which is just a source that makes a token. This still costs one. It does have flashback. You can do it twice. But there are a lot of cards that you can have out already. There's a bunch of cards you can tap to make a token. Mm. Um, And there's cards like Inquisitive Puppet, which I guarantee you'll probably never see in another commander deck. (laughs) But it is just a one one mana... uh, artifact creature construct for uh, a zero two that reads when inquisitive puppet enters the battlefield scry one that's nothing almost nothing and then you can exile uh, inquisitive puppet to just create a one one white human creature token sure but with essex that means if it's already out and you play mm-hmm. essex you immediately get a clone so that way you don't have to wait till seven eight mana to cast something you know right um, so, and, because like we're talking about all these big spells that you could do, where yes. like if you cast your commander and you hit six, and then you slam an Avenger of Zendikar, and that's yes. seven, and wow, we yes. win the game. That's thirteen mana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so being able to make sure that you get at least one clone out of your commander is so important. And I think this next one is such a house in the deck. Yeah, Gala Greeters. Uh, this card is so sneaky, great. Yeah. Every time I've seen it in a commander game, I've always been like, oh yeah, that card that was a two box chopper or something mm-hmm. is cool. And yeah, and it's always very good. It just has a few abilities that make it over the top. So Gala Greeters is one and a green for a creature elf druid, a 1-1. It has an ability called Alliance. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn. You can either put a plus one plus one counter on Gala Greeters, this creature, or you can create a tapped treasure token, which is what Mm -hmm. we want to do, or you can choose to gain two life. So if this is already out when you cast Essex, you will make, obviously, the treasure token. And then as soon as that comes down, you get to copy a creature, which will trigger Gala Greeters again. You can choose another one of those options and so on and so forth. But yeah, so this is another creature that you want out already, which just gives you a value as soon as the commander is cast, which is fantastic. What I really like about Gala Greeters in this deck is it gives you something to copy also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So it's something that you can have on board before Essex comes out. And then you get this treasure token and you get that clone. And even if there's nothing that your opponents have that are particularly interesting to you, you get another Gallag Readers, mm-hmm. which will make more tokens and will make more treasures yeah. and will give you further value down yeah. the line. Seems really good. Very good. This deck. Worth noting that the treasure token is tapped. So if you have it enter as a clone, that thing will also enter tapped. Yeah. Because that's how it works. Yeah. One other thing I'll say about this commander is that if you are an artistic person, this is your chance to really show off. Because you're going to make a bunch of clone tokens, right? right? Right, So have those like infinite tokens Mm -hmm. or even just permanent tokens. And you can get to drawing everything you want uh, in in your library or your opponent's libraries. And that's a really fun way to make it also that, hey, I'm copying your creatures, but look how cute they are. They're so cute isn't this a cute avenger of zendikar <laughs> the coolest the coolest thing that i did with essex in in city c was i it was a spider spawning so i was making like 12 spider tokens mm-hmm. and instead i had them cop enter as ayaras okay so okay. ayaras sees herself entering the battlefield yes. and all of the other ayaras entering the battlefield incredible so you have 12 ayaras that enter the battlefield <laughs> at the same time you basically you, i think you drain the table for like 144 cool good <laughs> yeah. and that's just etb and then I'm wow and i was like Ooh, yeah this is cool and it wasn't my ayara it, it was, wasn't yours the possibilities are endless there you could really come with some wild combinations so. really really fun it's a it's a clone deck clone decks are really flexible and get to do a ton of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, it's a token deck, so you have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think Essex is really fun. It's rad. Uh, this next one, I remember when it came out because everyone went, it does what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of heads were turned for this one. And surprisingly, very few decks on EDH Rec for yeah, this. only 17, uh, 1,725 decks yeah. for this commander. It's a Ruth Tormented Prophet. Yeah. Do you want to read a Ruth? I shall. Uh, Ruth Tormented Prophet is one, a blue, and a red for a legendary creature. Human Wizard, it is a 2-4 that reads, if you would draw a card, exile the top two cards of your library instead, you may play those cards this turn. Huh. Seems pretty good. I mean, turning one cards into two cards, even like two cards just right now, like yeah. like Impulse Draw, is so powerful. Yeah, Josh Lee Kwai's ears are burning right now right two cards value one instead of or two instead of one that's 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 what he wants all the time yeah simple map and surprisingly (laughs) i mean yeah i'm i'm very surprised i've actually never seen this card across the table from me i never in a single game which is very surprising not in the 99 yeah not in the command zone it just didn't find a home really and i wonder i think people looked at it and would was just like that's busted Mm mm-hmm I'm not going to play that, yeah. you know, which is, which is fair, but there's so many busted commanders that see, I see a ton of play. Yeah, absolutely. So like, I look at a Ruth and, and you're like, this is, it's clearly a storm commander. Mm-hmm. Like, this is an, is it storm commander? The, the likes of Nib Mizzet and Kess, mm-hmm. I think are the closest comparisons sure. because they're both storm commanders that give some kind of card advantage. Yep. Yeah. There's obviously like Beergees and the Vadrix that are Storm Commanders that give mana advantage. Sure. But these ones are more like, they give you all the cards in the world, you just have to figure out what to do with those. Yeah. And I think I think the coolest thing about Aruth over Niv-Mizzet and Kess is that she opens up some really, really cool cards that don't get to see a ton of play. Yeah. Some unique play styles you can have with Aruth and, you know, just talking about can tripping into double cards, which is right. fantastic already. Right. Um, there's lots of cool things you can do with it. So yeah, 
Um, One of the uh, hot pieces of tech that doesn't get to see play in a lot of decks uh, that I was excited about is Brainstorm. Have you heard of this? Brainstorm, yeah. What is that? Mm. One minute draw three? That doesn't seem great, right? (laughs) Seems all right already. (laughs) (laughs) With the Ruth, you draw six. Oh. Uh, But so Brainstorm is very interesting because you, you draw six and then you put two back from your hand yeah so so you exile six and right. then you put two back from your hand so it feels sort of like you're discarding two cards a little bit yeah it's a replacement effect so that's how it works i yeah. believe so yeah, yeah. I, I feel like most of the time with Eruth, you probably want your hand to be empty anyways yeah i think the more i thought about it the more you just want all of your cards in exile yeah you're spending brainstorms you're spending like careful studies mm-hmm. uh which is draw two discard two for a single blue mm-hmm and you just have 20 cards in exile that you could all cast at the same time right. and no cards in your hand. Right. So it's going to make for its classic storm where it has one huge turn. Right. Where basically they either win in that turn or they, or they lose the game, which right. is storm. Yeah, that's, that's how they go. <laughs> let, let, them, let them try that one thing and then after that they'll just... And they're like, I, look, I'm not going to do anything for the first six <laughs> turns. My seventh turn is going to be bananas. Yeah. And then I will either win mm-hmm. or I will do nothing from turn eight on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, you know, I, I think Storm is appropriate in some playgroups. It's not appropriate in other playgroups. But I think that this Storm Commander does have some really special uh, play patterns, which is just all of these one drop spells that say you know draw two discard four uh-huh. like breakthrough is draw four cards then choose x cards in your hand and discard the rest oh, wow. but it's a blue so you pay blue you draw four cards discard your hand yeah it's blue x but you don't have any reason to do yeah, the x you, part of it yeah so you would impulse draw good. eight cards and then discard your hand oh yeah wow so clearly this deck is going to have all of the cards that it wants yeah right? yeah you will regularly see 50 to 75 percent you're like if not all of it right if you're doing it right I if mean, you're doing all the wheels and stuff like ooh. there's definitely a way to just <laughs> eliminate your library a, a wheel is draw 14 <laughs> 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 discard nothing you discard nothing yeah that's <laughs> that's wild yeah and uh, you know a, a weird a weird side effect of this is when people are like uh who's the biggest threat? Who, how many cards do you have and i'm like zero zero i'm not a threat <laughs> I have nothing in my I'm hand. I'm not doing anything. I drew a brainstorm. I have eight cards in my hand. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. It's a storm. But we're definitely going to have cards. Like yes. The, it's very, very easy for this deck to have access to magic cards. So what you really want to make sure that the 99 does is make a lot of mana. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're going to want your classic storm mana stuff. Yeah. Kill an artist. Mm-hmm. Beardy. Uh, yep. The uh, new Urabrask. Which is both a oh, mana and a payoff. Yes, that one is quite good. Yes, Goblin Electromancer, a classic, also mm-hmm. um, gives you discount for all your instants and sorceries. So these are like probably must-haves just because ramping. I mean, you'll have some stuff that makes treasures, obviously, in a red deck. Yeah. Um, but you'll need these discounts to really churn through your deck and find those win cons. Right. Um, you have an enabler in the command zone. You do not yeah. have a payoff. No. So you have to figure out... <laughs> How to close this game out. No payoff. I mean, the stat line is a 2-4, so you can defend a little bit, but honestly, like, there's not much you can do uh, against a lot of attackers, so you're going to need to win quickly once people realize what you're doing with your mm. deck. Um, Gotta be careful. Um, but your deck, your curve is going to be quite low because you want to cast everything at the same time. Yes. Um, 
I so there's a, a lot of storm payoffs that we're used to seeing, uh, mm-hmm. and we can touch on them really quick. This is going to be like your gutter snipes and your mini gutter snipes, like Firebrand <laughs> Archer and Kessig Flame Breather. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just when you cast a non-creature or an instant or sorcery, you deal damage to the table. Right. That's going to be a huge one yeah. for this deck, where that's, it's like, yeah, that's I your... cast a brainstorm, impulse draw six. I found a burning inquiry, impulse draw three more. Mm-hmm. Like just churn, 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 churn. Yeah, this is these are you know when lightning strikes, some things around it get singed. In this case, it's your opponents getting singed every time you do something, <laughs> which is fantastic in a storm deck. But you'll need these to lower the life totals of everybody else around you, so you keep you know in the same lane as them, and hopefully you're losing life at the same rate because they see you doing this. Oh, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the cool thing about this deck as is it relies on these cards still, but you do get all of these additional, like, cast from exile payoffs that yes. they've been adding over the last, like, two years. Absolutely. There's been a lot more of these ever since, I think, Prosper came on the scene. Right. Yeah. Um, Starting with the Prosper deck, for sure. Yes, yeah. The big one's Passionate Archaeologist. This card's sweet. It's a background for one in a red. Uh, it says, Commander creatures you own have. Whenever you cast a spell from exile, that creature deals damage equal to that spell's mana value to target opponent. Yeah. So now, yeah, now you're just casting, casting spells and shooting people and casting spells and shooting people. Yeah. And uh, it just gives you an additional synergy piece. Yeah. Another machine gun piece. A lot of machine guns in this. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You probably want tour brands or, you Mm -hmm. know, ways to damage enhance enhancers. Yes. This one I thought was really cool. And I honestly forgot it was a card. Some of the Warhammer 40k cards really disappeared into the ether. But this one's called the Lost and the Damned. It's one of blue and a red for an enchantment. It says whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control from anywhere other than your hand, or you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, create a 3-3 red spawn creature token. Yeah, so a great way to build your defenses up having a bunch of 3-3s that will block for you and also do damage. So um, this is fantastic. You're doing both of these things all the time because you Mm -hmm. can play the lands. It's play a card. Yeah. is what it says on Eruth. You can play that card, which means lands are available to choose. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I forgot that card also existed. Right? Like, yeah. it seems good. This is another Warhammer card that uh, I also forgot that existed. <laughs> this is Keeper of Secrets. It's five and a red for a creature, a demon, a 6-4 with first strike haste. It has an ability called Symphony of Pain. Whenever you cast <laughs> a spell... So I mean, it's Symphony of Pain. you got to make a thing out of it. Whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, Keeper of Secrets deals damage equal to that spell's mana value to target opponent. Notably, this card and uh, one previous that we'd mentioned which was passionate archaeologists mm-hmm. are target opponent not every opponent like the other ones we mentioned earlier which right. is interesting so this might be the chance to get rid of one targeted opponent with these cards because right. uh maybe spreading it out will get you killed but yeah yeah, yeah. I, it, quite good when you have a big storm turn you're the problem yeah now yeah uh, so you have to eliminate as many players as possible yes <laughs> yes because they will figure it out yeah that you're trying to kill them yeah yeah <laughs> And this is this is kind of the problem you had mentioned earlier about like check with your group about playing a storm deck because it can feel a little out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, a lot of a lot of players who are newer to the game just play you know creature decks that do things and are very open about what they're doing. Where storm mm. decks do one giant turn, someone's dead, maybe two people are dead, and it came out of nowhere. And that's going to feel unfair, even right. in terms of magic. It's it's been it's an archetype that's been around forever. Um, it's part of it. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, 
before we move on, there's one more card that needs, well, there's a few more cards, I guess, that need to be mentioned. Uh, Delayed Blast Fireball is an incredible magic card in any deck that's Commander casts things from exile. This is one red red for an instant. Delayed Blast Fireball deals two damage to each opponent and each creature they control. If this spell was cast from exile, it deals five damage to each opponent and each creature they control instead. Uh, it also has Foretell six. So it has a way for you to put it into exile. But the trick with Delayed Blast Fireball is <laughs> casting it for off of an impulse draw. So it's three mana, deal five damage to each opponent yeah. and they're all of their boards and not your board. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's extremely powerful. If you can cast this multiple times from exile in a game this card is a win con like if you can mystic sanctuary and put it back on top and find a way to exile it again and cast it again this is going to be one of the stronger cards in this deck worth all three mana it's really powerful uh like we said you're going to be seeing a lot of cards perhaps too many cards yeah perhaps (laughs) all 99 of those cards (laughs) yeah so you should have a plan uh and that plan is probably Thassa's Oracle. <laughs> yes. Um, Thassa's Oracle or Laboratory Maniac yeah. uh, should uh, win you the game uh, because they are replacement effects that will make it so that you get to choose which effect goes off either Eruth's uh, effect or, in this case, lab- Laboratory Maniac's effect, which says mm-hmm. basically if you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. And again, these are both cards that newer playgroups might not be familiar with because they are, uh, you know, they're played in very high-level decks as well. But this is one of the very few ways that Storm can win the game if they're out of options, really. Like, if they can just dig, 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 dig and do this, uh, if they can't get past the defenses of everybody else, this is another win con that they have in their deck. And I can certainly see a turn where like a version of a Ruth that is very focused on Thassa's Oracle. That's sure. just all of the cheap draw spells to go to dig, 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 and then cast your Thassa's Oracle all mm-hmm. in one turn. I would say that I think that will get old for yeah. you to play. Yeah. Um, I think the, one of the cool things about storm decks and the reason that I like playing storm decks is that it's a puzzle that you have to figure out while you're playing it. Right. Uh, and you're like, I need to find a way to deal that last bit of eight damage. How do I do that? Yep. Um, and figuring that puzzle out makes a deck like this, something that you can play over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, if your deck is very focused around Thassa's Oracle, which is a much cleaner way. It's an, it's an easier way to win with this kind of deck. Um, you will do it a few times and your play group will be like, great. <laughs> Can you play a different deck? Yeah. <laughs> or the next time you play that, they'll be like, Oh, we have to kill you first. Yeah. Or, or you just get bored of it. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy for like super, super linear decks to just run out of gas. Yeah. So I like having Thassa's Oracle as maybe a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're playing in much higher play groups, get it in there but i i wouldn't have your whole deck bent around it yes okay all right on to the next one an oldie but a dummy Ooh. i'm so excited I, I, we get to yes. talk about it i'm actually very excited i i think when he came out a lot of people built him and then he sort of faded and it's a real shame because grismold the dread sower is a good boy <laughs> one a green and a black for a troll shaman he's a three three with trample it says, at the beginning of your end step, each player creates a 1-1 green plant creature token. And then it says, whenever a creature token dies, put a plus one plus one counter on Grismold, the Dread Sower. So he's a 3-3 right now, but he will not be for long. No. Um, Grismold's so sweet. So cool. So cool. I mean, you're technically putting out seven power when you play this card because you're putting... F- Three. I mean, you're, you're spreading the power up, but at yeah. the same time, it's very cool. You get to gift everyone a little plant. It's yeah. cute. It, it's so... 
I, I think Grismold can appeal to a lot of people. Like if yeah. you're if you're interested in Feldegriff, uh, Grismold does a similar thing. It mm-hmm. gives gives your opponents things and can punish them for it. <laughs> uh, it reminds me kind of of Crush the Blood Braided, which oh, was sure. another like oldie but goodie. Yeah, yeah. Which says whenever another creature dies, you may put a counters on Crush so he becomes big when yeah. stuff dies. But this one is making those creatures for you on the end step, which is fantastic. Right. So it, you get uh, it's sort of its own engine here. Yeah. It also is like incidentally a plus one plus one counter deck so if you're into sure. green black counters that is is another way but i like this as sort of a weird give your opponent stuff and then say why do you have all that stuff yeah deck? yeah it, it's uh <laughs> it's a card i have seen before in the 99 of a lot of decks yeah and i played personally in my um glissa the trader deck because glissa wants to kill creatures to get yeah. artifacts back and sometimes they don't have creatures so this gives them creatures for me to kill to get artifacts i back, love that which is fantastic it's such a good card but i have not seen it many times in uh as the commander in of many the commander, decks, yeah, and that's yeah. what we're trying to talk about here so yeah alternatively uh, glissa is really good in grismold <laughs> yes also true <laughs> they're yes. buddies yes they're friends yes <laughs> uh so the first thing that we want to talk about is other cards that give people a lot of tokens mm-hmm. to buff up your boy he's going to be big and have trample and there's a lot of things that do this especially they've been giving this a lot to black yeah. lately a uh, slaughter specialist is a vampire warrior it's a two mana three three when it enters each opponent creates a one one white human creature token and then whenever a creature an opponent controls dies put a plus one plus one counter on slaughter specialist yeah so she's her own little mini grismal yeah notably this doesn't say token this just says any creature, creature. so so even better a little bit from there and also has also the same synergy of you know plus one plus one counter so if you're doing that great include fantastic yeah. uh there's a lot of cards that do this hunted troll is etb gives some stuff out Clackbridge troll is etb gives some goats out some troll synergy here yeah trolls really uh because because grismal's a troll yeah right? exactly yeah three trolls that's that pretty hand. good I didn't know that was part of Troll's character. <laughs> I guess I, I didn't know that either. Like distributing yeah. small gifts. I thought they were just uh, interested in goats here, like this one, Clackbridge Troll. Yeah. Beautiful Clackbridge. This is three black black for a troll and mm-hmm. eight eight. That's a five mana eight eight. Uh, trample. trample trample haste. When Clackbridge Troll enters the battlefield, target opponent creates three zero one white goat t- creature tokens. And then at the beginning of combat on your turn, any opponent may sacrifice creature if a player does. Uh, tap Clackbridge Troll and you gain three life and you draw a card. So this will, you know, notably also trigger Grismold, which is right. fantastic. But, you know, you got some troll synergy in there, which is fantastic. I love, I love it. I want troll blink deck. <laughs> interesting. All this interesting. Stuff. That's hard and green black, but I'm sure not impossible. Now we can do it. We'll figure we it can out. We can do Artifact. it, guys. Yeah, let's do it. Tribute to Hirobi gives out rats to your opponents. That was from Neon Dynasty. That's your, like tiny trolls, I think. Ti- I think we trolls. <laughs> uh, Seed the Land gives out snakes. Genesis Chamber gives out mirrors. Uh, one that I wanted to mention that is sweet in this deck is Tombstone Stairwell. Here's an oldie. Two black black for an enchant world. What? what I know. Mean? It means there can only be one on it oh, the so world. if somebody else casts another enchant world then you have to sacrifice your enchant world. okay how many of these cards he play uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it says during each upkeep each player puts into play a tomb spawn token for each summon card in his or her graveyard treat those tokens as two two black creatures and they are unaffected by summoning sickness and count as zombies huh. at the end of any turn or if tombstone stairwell leaves play 
bury all of those tokens. Ah. It also has cumulative upkeep, one and a black. Okay, so that was a lot, but this is what it says. <laughs> At the beginning of each player's upkeep, uh-huh. they make zombies equal to the number of creatures in their graveyard. Okay. They have haste. Okay. At the end of their turn, they have to sacrifice all those zombies. Okay. So Which you're means making a ton of tokens yes. and you're forcing them to sacrifice all those tokens at the same time. So Grismol will get huge. A little dangerous, but you're going to have a big guy. Big, and big guy. that's what matters. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> With trample, by the way. Yeah, the which trample is, is... Very real. <laughs> very relevant. My friend used to have a, a Grismol deck and it was always... We were like, just wait. It's going to be... It's going to be so big. <laughs> you guys, it's little now. It's going to be so big. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> It's a ton of fun. Uh, so you're handing out a lot of stuff. Yeah. Which is a little dangerous. A little dangerous sometimes because what if they have things to, you know, make those bigger, enchant them, equip them. What There's if they have a skull clamp? Oh, Uh-oh. no. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to need ways to answer all of the things that they're giving you or at least punish them for it. Sure. Uh, but I've seen the, this kind of thing in a lot of Grismol decks, which is just um, sort of minus anthems. Okay. Something like illness in the ranks says creature tokens get minus one, minus one. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that basically means as soon as you play Grismold on the end step, you'll make all those tokens mm-hmm. and then they'll die immediately. Yep, and, and you'll have a 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty rad. <laughs> There's illness in the plant ranks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a very virulent, viral, vir- virulent. Virulent. I think virulent sounds about right. Plague. Doesn't that just mean like a plaguey plague? It's it's a the bad plague. They should yeah. just called it the bad. Plague. The bad. It's a big creature tokens no, get minus two. No minus good plague. Two. Let's be honest. <laughs> it just like doesn't virulent just mean virusy? I, that's what I thought too. Yeah, so it's like in that that's a plague. You don't want to catch it should this just one. Just be called plague. <laughs> plague. <All right>. plague. <laughs> uh, creature token gets minus two minus two, which yeah. you know similar effect but more powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, this also has the upside if, you're, if your opponents are playing token decks. Mm-hmm. Oopsie. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's an oopsie for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and tokens are very prevalent now. You know, like you pick <laughs> tokens are. in just about every deck when you sneeze. Like For sure. So it's uh, These are going to be very, they're a good synergy with your deck and they might be accidentally very powerful yeah. uh, against your opponents. Uh, Pestilence does a similar thing where it's like it can really shut down token decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're turning everyone into a token deck, so you have to shut them down a little bit. Pestilence has an activ- is a black enchantment that has an activated ability that says black. Pestilence deals one damage to each creature and each player. Yeah, that'll end the game pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's players too, so Watch Yeah, out. and your guys getting bigger all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you need to clean up your mess, yeah. this lady comes in handy. This is Massacre Girl. <laughs> Uh, this is three in black, black for a legendary creature, human assassin. It's a four, four that reads, it's got Manache and reads, uh, when Massacre Girl enters the battlefield, each other creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Whenever a creature dies this turn, each creature other than Massacre Girl gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. So with Grismold out, hopefully there's a bunch of tokens out. When this happens, uh, you order the triggers so that whenever a, a token dies, Grismol gets that plus one, plus one counter. So he will basically stay on par with Massacre Girl until obviously end of turn, in which case he'll be gigantic and everything else on the board will be dead because yep. this will trigger quite a few times, um, which <laughs> is wild. just be Massacre Girl and her troll boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They make a great couple. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Uh, my favorite way to build these decks is to give people stuff and then ask them why they have all that stuff. <laughs> Where did you get that stuff? Uh, so I would run cards like Bloodseeker or v- Trespasser's Curse that say whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you may have that player lose one life. 
or a trespasser's curse is a curse that does the same thing uh, only on one player yes uh so you give them plants and then it, you drain their life total for it yeah this one's really oh, fun archfiend archfiend of the dross yeah. uh this is one of the newer cards this is two and a black black for a phyrexian demon a six six flyer that reads archfiend of the dross enters a battlefield with four oil counters on it at the beginning of your upkeep remove an oil counter from archfiend of the dross then if it has no oil counters on it you lose the game. That doesn't seem great. Eh. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, its controller loses two life. Ah. Mm. And therein lies the rub because a lot of creatures in our deck will make them have creatures and we will be killing those creatures. So they will probably be dead before those oil counters ever come off. Yeah. And like four turns is a long time. In, in commander. commander. Yes. Yes. A huge amount of time. Yeah. So there's definitely that downside and that ticking clock, but this deck is going to be full of sack outlets. Mm-hmm. Because you're making a ton of tokens, too, and you yep. want to make sure you're using that value. So if it gets dicey with our change with the dross, you can get rid of it. Yep. But in the meantime, it is going to be doing a ton of damage to your commander. Also, I could see you running some proliferate stuff. Sure. Um, because yeah. your commander is, is plus one counters. It, not likely, but it's possible. I mean, it's also a 6-6 six, six flyer. So That's chances difficult. are your opponents don't want to get hit in the air for six every... <laughs> turn so maybe they'll kill it anyways it's possible uh one that's really fun when you're handing out tokens is is zuri's predation <laughs> five green 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 for a sorcery for each creature your opponent's control create a four four green phyrexian beast creature token each of those tokens fights a different one of those creatures we have very different ideas of fun me and you rachel <laughs> it's so you give them all these plants uh-huh. and then you make a beast for every single one of them uh-huh. and you murder all the plants <laughs> cool, your cool, guy cool. gets really big mm-hmm. and then you have all these bees. Yeah, yeah. It does seem like fun for one person. Yeah, the Phyrexian. Yeah, the Phyrexian. <laughs> Grismold's a secret Phyrexian. You heard Se- it here yeah, first. Sneaky Phyrexian. Yeah. I, I love it. I play Azuri's Predation in my Faldegriff deck, and it's really fun. I mean, it's an eight-mana win con. Like, yeah. you play this, you'll probably win the game if it if you, your board is big enough. So, yeah, yeah you, you do it. Get it done. Absolutely. And then, of course, it's... It's an aristocrat deck. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite styles of playing. Uh, you play creatures like Blood Art, a species specialist, and a morbid opportunist, and you get to draw cards and ping people for little bits here and there, and then do a big finisher like Azuri's Predation mm-hmm. to close out the game, because their life total is probably going to be pretty low, and their board is going to be pretty small. So, yeah. yeah, quite good. Keeping your life up here is also great. A couple cool techie cards that I I could see running. Toshiro Umizawa seems really good. It's one black black for a human samurai with Bushido one. But the important part is whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from play, you may play target instant card in your graveyard. If that creature would be put into a graveyard this turn, remove it uh, from the game instead. Excuse me. If that card would be put in. Yeah. So if you cast the instant, it's exiled instead. Yeah. You're trying to kill a bunch of stuff that your opponents have just sort of incidentally. So this will help you reuse uh, heroic interventions or or removal spells, yeah. or uh, fight um, spells. Yeah, oh yeah, fight spells, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, I think this deck probably runs like berserks and crazy stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, I could see Toshiro really coming in handy if you're building around the instance. That's cool. Yeah, he's that's, a cool, he's a cool really guy. Neat. Jordan has a Toshiro deck. Yes, it's very scary. <laughs> yeah. I'm very scared of it. Uh, not to mention your guy is huge. 
Yeah, what so can you do with a huge guy? What can you do with a huge guy in Commander? Those aren't usually very good, right? Yeah, having I don't a know. huge guy. First of all, you could hit somebody with it. <laughs> yeah, he's got course. trample. Might as well do that. But what, what about after combat? Mm, you sack him to greater good and you draw 20 cards. Sounds discard good. Discard three. <laughs> Sounds good. And then you replay him for five yeah. because he's so inexpensive. Yeah, uh, Grismold will become a lightning rod, so have a backup plan of greater good to sack him and say, okay, well, at least I get something out of it. You know, refill yep. my entire hand. It's great having those like ejector buttons on the mm-hmm. side where it's like even if your your only plan is to sack Grismold, it's just four mana on layaway for like I'll draw it when when the time is right. Yeah. Uh, or rich cards expertise won't force you to sacrifice it. You sure. just now you just draw twenty and put a thing into play. That right. seems pretty good. Yes, also good. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's Grismold. He's cool. Quite good. It's one of those commanders that I think, I think he was just kind of too scary and everyone was like, everyone's afraid of my Grismold deck. But these days it feels a lot closer to like what people are doing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we were just talking about Essex and there are a lot of decks that make clones and copies of tokens and so many other things. So this seems like it could fly under the radar and still do really cool things. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Welcome back, Grismold. Cool. Uh, this next commander is uh, one of the more recent ones that we're going to talk about. It yeah. is Joyra Ageless Innovator. Blue and a red for a legendary human artificer. She's a 2-3 and has an activated ability that says tap, put two ingenuity counters on Joyra Ageless Innovator. Then you may put an artifact card with mana value X or less from your hand onto the battlefield where X is the number of ingenuity counters on Joyra. Yeah, so this is interesting for... This is another red-blue deck that obviously we talked about. A Storm mm. deck, so this is a very different style of deck. Right. Um, so what kind of stuff can we do with Joyra? It seems pretty safe and unassuming from the, my first look at it. I, I didn't think much of this commander when I saw it originally. Yeah, so it seems slow. If the plan is to tap Joyra, put a two-drop into play, untap Joyra on your next turn, put a four-drop into play. Right. That feels very slow. Yeah. But... There are ways to sort of turbo the number of counters on her or untap and tap her again. So if you play Joyra, you tap her, you put a two drop, you untap her, you tap her, you put a four drop in, untap her, tap her, you put a six drop in. Now you've only untapped her twice and you've cheated into play four things on the same turn. Yeah. And it's artifacts, so you're often drawing cards and sacrificing stuff and using your graveyard, putting them back in your hand. So I could definitely see it being a really interesting sort of loopy doopy artifact deck. <laughs> I mean, doopy. yeah, loopy doopy one. Because she's like, she's an Elvish Piper for artifacts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah I guess you're right. Yeah. That that's is, super, that's super fun. That is essentially what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That, that's interesting. Um, uh, and obviously uh, I'm not sh- sure about the split of it, but I know proliferate is a much more popular thing because right. of all the cards that have come out this year. So it's possible you can cheat uh, a lot more stuff out into play with that as well. Yeah, I huh. think I think if you're interested in cheating big artifacts into play and you don't want to like Chisgoria or Sealy the Gifted isn't your thing, I think there's some really neat cards that you can put into Joyra to make her do something that feels a little bit different mm-hmm. um, and isn't quite as like dump. <laughs> the coolest thing I think about Joyra that like is compelling to me is that you can do it all at instant speed. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, normally with these, this kind of like powerful ability, they were limited to sorcery speed. Absolutely. Yeah. But this can all happen on end step. Yeah. You can cast Joyra and have a thousand year elixir. So she has haste. Yep. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And then just pass. Yeah. <laughs> and you will find out what I have. <laughs> yeah. I'd be very scared uh, once I attack into a Jorah player and they tap it to put down a worm coil in you. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like my living nightmare. It's so. also, yeah, you get to kind of be secretive about yeah. like, what could it be. Yeah. It's sort of a way to play at instant speed without sort of, you know, having an instant deck yeah. in yeah. your hand, basically, you know? So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to need ways to get more counters on her. We mentioned untapping her is a very good way to do that. Thousand Year Elixir is a classic in decks like this, but also the new Sting, the Glinting Dagger is very cool as well. Have you seen this one? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it now and <laughs> I did not realize that it had so much relevant text to this card. I was like, oh yeah, Sting, the card that's good against like orcs and goblins or yeah, something. We'll like that's the one, right? Ignore that line. It's two mana <laughs> equipment that is equipped to. It says equipped creature gets plus one, plus one and has haste. Already good. Notable. At the beginning of each combat, untap equipped creature. Great. <laughs> okay. Uh, then it says, yada, 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 goblin or orc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, if Jorda has been taken off the table a few times, you get her back out. This means that's two activations in one go. If this gets equipped, is that, am I reading that yeah, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you equip her right away, <gasps> well, you could put it into play with Jorda. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> but you, if, you, that. if you equip Jorda with haste, then you can put it into play too, and it'll untap on your your combat and also all of your opponent's oh, combat. every combat, each yeah. combat. Whoa. So it's a little slow, but it is like, this is a real problem that does a lot for you in this, this deck. Good. Okay. This is this is the coolest tech in the deck. Uh, Mirren Spy? Yeah. Okay, Mirren Spy is two and a blue for a creature, a drone. It's a 1-3 flyer so far. Seems like mm -hmm. nothing. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you may untap target creature. Oh, boy. Cool. Okay, okay. I'm seeing a pattern here. I see. Yeah. I, I understand what's happening here. So... It de Jordan doesn't count as casting it. She puts it into play. Right. So you would have to cast artifacts in between. But this deck is going to be full of artifacts. Yes. Because yes. you have to have them to be able to use the value of your commander. Absolutely. So Mirren Spy seems really cool, especially if you're like, all right, I'll tap her. I'll put a two drop into play. I'll cast, you know, a signet, untap her. I'll tap her, didn't put cast something else, untap her. And then you pass and it's, she's got six counters on her. Yeah. It's I like, mean, what else could I have? You get a shimmer mirror in play and start casting artifacts at instant speed or a liberator in play. Liberator. It gets quite scary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing the play here. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a lot of weird tech, but I do think it's cool. Uh, like you mentioned, the proliferate goes a long way here mm -hmm. one i like in particular is Ickermoon gauntlet oh yeah now a lot of people were using this for planeswalkers because it is basically it says on it planeswalkers yeah. so this is two and a blue for an artifact planeswalkers you control have zero use a zero loyalty ability and proliferate and minus 12 take an extra turn after this one but the other ability is whenever you cast a non-creature spell choose a counter on target permanent put an additional counter of that kind on that permanent and notably ajoria has unique counter so this would work right. and be fantastic. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Very Plus, good. It itself is an artifact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yep. you can cheat it into play with with Joyra and keep things moving. Yeah. I love that. Flux Channelers, classic. Uh, Throne of Geth is an artifact that says second artifact, proliferate. Seems real solid. Yep. Yeah. Something I wanted to mention is that because Joyra puts ingenuity counters on in twos, you probably are best off running two drops, four drops, and six drops primarily. Oh, interesting, yeah. Like, odd odd ones are fine, but sure. it does feel like you lose a tiny bit of value yeah. because you have to have, like, one more counter than there 
mana value yeah that's true am i like am i overestimating no i i think there's some sort of math to be done there that makes it good i mean if there's a there's a solid three drop or a one drop you have to have it obviously included but um it would be interesting to say this is a deck that only has twos four sixes eights like that's kind of funny too yeah i mean (laughs) you can do some of that it's neat uh but i like that that the two drops specifically because uh you want a breadth of two drops so you're making sure that you get that value the first time you tap dura but of course, we're not here for the two drops. We're here for the big boy. Yeah, you got my boy here, Worm Coil Engine. Love him. Six drops. Yes. Never gets old. It's so good. It's always been a favorite card. Um, yes, it's fantastic. Worm Coil Engine is. Uh, do I need to say where, who doesn't nah, know Worm Coil yeah, Engine? People, Everyone the, knows. It's on screen. Uh, if, if you're not familiar, he's a he's a good boy. Ask your daddy about Worm Coil Engine. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Sharding Sphinx. Um, this is a six mana four four flyer. It says when an artifact creature you control deals combat damage to a player you may create a 1-1 blue thopter artifact creature token with flying oh this is sort of an oldie because six is a lot and it does feel yeah. a little slow yeah. but it is a board in a box that you can cheat into play on end step which gives it like pseudo haste that's true and then it itself will trigger it mm-hmm. so you get a thopter immediately then the next time you hit with two things you can make you make two more right and it spirals out of control yeah anything that you can do that spreads out their removal a little bit mm-hmm. i think is really valuable yeah beautiful but thopter army in the air yeah i'm also a fan of flyers people still yeah. haven't figured out how to do it they're so good yeah like commander <laughs> players are continued to be baffled by yeah. flyers <laughs> yeah yeah i can't block it wait what i don't, I don't, I don't have any flyers in this whole deck <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I i that has definitely happened to me where i build a deck and i'm like yep i'm good and then i go to play and there's an army of flyers attacking me and i'm like yeah. do i have any flyers in this deck yeah there's just like a five five flyer yeah and you're just like that's gonna kill me yeah. i know it is <laughs> i didn't plan for this Obviously, Blightsteel Colossus is a fantastic finisher. Also, an even card. It is 12 mana. See? So, hey, it's those Squeezing numbers out all are that value. Cityscape Leveler is one of the newer ones that has come out. Portal to Phyrexia, very scary. Not even, but still probably includable. Still because we're, still we're doing Yikes. Uh, very good. Ooh, the One Ring. Yeah. This card's good. Has anybody talked about this card yet? I've heard. I've heard, I've heard tell. <laughs> That this card's good. Uh, there's also a cute move uh, using Encroaching Mycosynth, which is a new card. Uh, it is a four mana artifact that says a non-land permanence you control are artifacts in addition to their other types. The same is true for permanent spells you control and non-land permanents you own that aren't on the battlefield. Interesting. So now all of the permanents in your hands are artifacts. Huh. And now you could have anything. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see building a weird deck around encroaching Mycosynth that you use her to cheat. <laughs> Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Some weird stuff. But you didn't expect play. this. Aha! That's interesting. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff that you could do here. Uh, this again is an Ozolith deck. Um, sure. Your commander is going to be a bit of a removal magnet, and being able to store those ingenuity counters on an artifact on the battlefield. So next time you cast her, she's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I think is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Dora Sweet, we have got six more commanders that we want to talk about today. Uh, We're going to get to those in just a few minutes. But first, a few words from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. 
tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do, Does anyone here know the lyrics? Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. How's it, everybody? We're excited to announce the return of Game Night's Tokens. Dun, dun, dun. Each order includes 40 total tokens all in one pack. There are four of each token and there are 10 tokens. These will be available in other premium versions. We have a premium foil and a gold foil version. And of course the ultra premium gold foil tokens come in a special high quality drawer box. It's a really cool way to show off your Game Night's bling. Yeah, I even use this box for other things. It's very sturdy and it looks sharp. Plus, if you want to show that you're the biggest Game Night fan out there, our top tier pledge level has something really special. It's a custom-made double-sided playmat that features all of the art from the tokens with a really cool comic book-inspired layout. Yeah, very few of these end up getting made. As with all of our Kickstarters, this is for a limited time, so this is your best chance to get your hands on these tokens and playmats. Just go right now, lock in your order, don't mess around, just guarantee that you're going to get them. Absolutely. All right, thanks everyone, and get your pledge in now. And then I'm gonna flash out a Lucio Ambusher. I will bolt it to draw three cards. I will sneak attack out Triska Decafile. I'm gonna go to my upkeep and I will win the game. That was your first time playing the deck? Yeah. Well, I mean, first time in paper. I've already goldfished it like a hundred times on Architect. Their playtester is super user-friendly. Playing cards just takes one click and you can mulligan, tutor, and move through your turns with the press of a key. There are simple menus with counters and copies and you can take notes on cards as you play them. Architect is the best place to browse, brew, and playtest commander decks. Just go to architect.com slash command zone to get started. That's A-R-C-H-I-D-E-K-T dot com slash command zone. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about the commanders that we think thought should have been more popular <laughs> ones that we were like ah that's gonna be everywhere and then it just sort of never was didn't happen cool commanders that we love hope to see more at your commander table check them out this next one is a boros commander and a human right just my style <laughs> tell us all about her Gaurav. this is queen kayla bin krug this is one a red and a white for a legendary creature human noble a two three it reads four and a tap Discard all the cards in your hand, then draw that many cards. You may choose an artifact or creature card with mana value one you discarded this way, then do the same for artifacts or creature cards with mana, value, mana values two and three. Return those cards 
to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. Cool. Yeah. What an interesting card. Um, so basically you get to cheat just about three things into play while discarding your entire hand. And drawing a fresh new hand. Yeah. Uh, wild. Wild. I yeah. honestly thought this would get a lot more play because of how powerful it is. I remember when she came out, people were like, is she a CDH commander? We're like, I yeah. don't know. And it, like, it was everywhere. Yeah. And like, I play Winota in CDH and people were like, does Kayla go in Winota? Yeah, and yeah. we were like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. and, and she just sort of never quite materialized. Uh, but if you play Winota or if you tried to play Winota as a casual deck and you realize that she doesn't really do that. <laughs> there um, is no casual Winota. Yeah, like she's only formal wear. Um, <laughs> maybe Queen Kayla is more your style. Or if you're into Osgear, but you like, uh, there's another person at, in your play group that has Osgear. Kayla is a very cool alternative. Uh, because it's sort of like a place with the graveyard mm-hmm. and it's a wheel yeah. in in the command zone and yeah. it's sort of innocuous. Yeah. This like, is another deck where you'll see a lot of your deck, which is fantastic. Doesn't appear really doesn't fun. very often. But yeah, like you're saying, innocuous, um, because what could you be playing? Like it could be played in many different ways. I was thinking a stacks deck. Right. Um, but there's probably other ways to play it as well. I think if you're building mostly around creatures yeah. and like creatures that are one, two, and three, sure. you're going to, it's going to be a, a hate bear deck. Hate bear, sure. Right. Um, because that's just naturally what like the most impactful creatures at those mana values yeah. and you are in, uh, in white so that has a lot of hate bears that are right. good yeah so i could definitely see you like the a creature focused version of this that mm-hmm. feels uh that runs a lot of hate bears but either way you're going to be running a lot of creatures in the one two and three slot and there's some really cool ones um the one slot like Esper Sentinel is the is yep. the big hate bear in the one drop slot, yep. but Mother of Runes uh, is easy second place. Yep, Sarah Ascendant is another great one that I love Ugh. to drop turn one. Why'd you make that noise? It's such a good card. It's so good. It's a six six it's on turn so one. Good. It's so good. I remember that happened to me for the first time in Commander when somebody plays <laughs> Sarah Ascendant on turn one, and I was like, "How do you even beat that?" Because you know we didn't play removal all the because time. we didn't have any flyers yeah, in the yeah, deck. Exactly. <laughs> like our life total is only getting higher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you definitely want a lot of a lot of permanent based stuff. So I wanted to mention Cathar Commando is a really big one yep. for this. It's two mana creature that you can sack it to blow up an artifact or an enchantment. Plus mm-hmm. it has flash, uh, which is really fun. Fantastic. Anything that you can do to add the density of hits. Mm to Kayla, the, the better. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're going the hate bear route, you gotta have Thalia. Gotta have Thalia. There's, uh, what, 12 printings of Thalia now? So you probably have a few sitting around. Just yeah. toss, toss a Thalia in there. You'll be you'll be good. Um, Archon of Emiria is another uh, fantastic card in here. Um, mm. Well, a fantastic card, depending on who you're playing, because lots of people don't like stacks. But uh, I myself, as a you know a new uh, trying to learn CDH player, mm. have come around to saying, oh yeah, it's a playstyle, and it's sometimes acquired when a lot of people are playing very degenerate things like Storm, <laughs> like uh, Combo, you know, like yeah. all those things that you need. To be like, wow, I wish I brought something to stop this. And it's like that player did. I <laughs> agree. I I like like I have a Winota to CDH tech, which yep. is largely a hyper stack tech, and it. When you're playing at higher power levels, I think the stacks deck brings a puzzle. Yeah. That's like, okay, you're not going to be able to play like without any restriction. You're yeah. going to have to figure something out. Yeah. And if you look at it as like a challenge and a different 
playing like playing in a slightly different environment Mm -hmm. you you know what i i mean like there's i i don't know i don't play fighting games but you know when when (laughs) you're when you're playing in a fighting game and you're like this is my world so my character is super good because it's like where i'm designed to fight yeah absolutely yeah you don't always get to be in that world yeah right and the stacks is just sort of like you're gonna play in this world yeah which is slow and full of mud exactly imagine like any (laughs) anime you've ever seen where the 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 big hero gets to season five and they fight a bad guy where their powers don't work at all yeah they have to find a different way to beat the bad guy this is you it's cool it's neat you're the bad guy (laughs) well you're the yeah you're kind of the bad guy but fine someone's got to be the bad guy why not you i think it's fun i really enjoy playing playing stacks especially at at high obviously at high power tables better with friends than it does with strangers honestly so you know obviously tell your playgroup what you're doing yeah at all times uh cool one in this deck is conspiracy theorist this card is so funny when it came out one in red for a human shaman it says whenever a conspiracy theorist attacks you may pay one discard a card if you do draw a card then whenever you discard one or more non-land cards you may exile one of them from your graveyard if you do you may cast it this turn uh so this is just a great way to convert the other cards that you discarded into a card that's still in your hand Mm -hmm. so you're discarding you maybe you get the a two drop and a three drop but you also have to discard a swords to plowshares in order to make your mana work now you have it right right absolutely um yeah conspiracy theorist seems cool the three drop slot is where this deck really starts to shine this this first one's like a must-have uh are we talking about zerda here yeah yeah Yeah. i think so zerda the dawn waker this is one and then two red white hybrid mana symbols Mm -hmm. so three mana all together uh legendary creature elemental fox it's three three and it does have companion although not relevant here um that relevant text is abilities you activate that aren't mana abilities cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana in that cost to less than one mana. So notably, this will reduce the cost of Kayla's ability, which is four, which is a lot, mm-hmm. to half that, to two. To two. Which is fantastic. Huge. So yeah, much better. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like Zerta a lot in this deck, plus you can put it into play with Kayla. Yep. Glenhorn Buccaneer, a classic. It'll deal damage for every card that you've discarded, and mm-hmm. if you're doing that every turn, or if you're untapping Kayla and you're doing it again, yeah. uh, Glenhorn Buccaneer is really going to do a lot of damage. Yes, quite good. Um, now, there are a few cards here that we have that aren't even... They're not one, two, or three cost. Right. But they're good enough to be in the deck because of what they do. Yeah, this first one's great. You, yeah. you brought this one up. Yeah. Uh, Preston the Vanisher, which is... Uh, I love this card. Yeah. Uh, uh, Preston the Vanisher is three and a white for a legendary creature, Rabbit Wizard. Mm-hmm. It is a two, five. Uh, whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under control, if it wasn't cast, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a zero, one white illusion. So imagine having two copies of every stacks piece that you put out. That is kind of gross, but uh, it is a cute rabbit you get to put down. So but like, he's a like good cute boy. Ta da! <laughs> you can't play cards. Ta da! <laughs> I was like two Glenhorn Buccaneers, two oh. like uh, it, uh, these Archonomerias and Aether Swan Canadas. Uh, it doesn't do anything when you have more than one of them. Yeah, but it adds a layer of protection. Yes, uh, which is really really important. Two Sarah's Ascendants, <laughs> yeah. which is actually really funny Ooh. because it still gets the plus five plus five even though it's an illusion so it's wow. like a five six if wow. you have if you're like oh interesting that, yeah right because it's naturally a, a one, one one but it still has that ability yeah that's yeah, pretty yeah. Cool. that's very cool two mother of runes uh impossible i really wanted to include surly badger sore because i keep looking for a home for this card I've and never i never seen this card in my life find one uh it's three and a red for a badger dinosaur 
Come on. <laughs> it says, whenever you discard a creature card, put a plus one plus one counter on Surly Badger Sort. Whenever you discard a land card, create a treasure token. Whenever you discard a non-creature, non-land card, Surly Badger Sort fights up to one target creature you don't control. That's fantastic. Yeah. You really want this card. Yeah. That's really good. I thought so. You make some treasures, you send a badger at them. Plus, you get to cast Surly Badger Sword. Great value. That's great. That's really, really fun. Um, So I like that one as well. You are doing a lot of discarding, and you're hopefully getting your one, two, and three drops onto the battlefield. But when you're doing this much wheeling, you really do want to make sure that you have lots of recursion. And you're going to be a largely dedicated creature deck, so you Mm -hmm. need the board protection or the recursion to make sure you can close out a game late. Uh, And the big one I think that you should have in this deck is Ascend from Avernus. Interesting. This is X white, white, white. Uh, Sorcery. Return all creature and planeswalker cards with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Exile Ascend from Avernus. So this will be, I mean, most of your deck will be three mana value or less. So basically for six mana, return all of it. Yeah. Basically all Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. And if you have a Preston or a Surly Badrasaur in the graveyard, you go four and it's seven Uh, mana, reanimate your whole graveyard. Seems pretty good. Uh, This card is, every time I've cast it, I've been extremely impressed with it. Um, I've cast it for nine. (laughs) And and my opponents were tapped out and I just did it (laughs) and it was everything I dreamed. Um, I I think think this card's really, really good uh, and it's great in a deck with a low curve in particular. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this deck has a lot of options. Now, obviously, Kayla does cost four. Mm, Everyone three. sees that you're going to... No, well, sorry, the ability the costs ability four. Is Kayla four. costs three, so yeah. you will cast her on three. Use the ability of four. Everyone is going to see that coming. Mm. So, um, you know, sometimes it might feel like it's playing a lot of the same stuff, but because you get to discard so much of your hand and go through it so much of your deck, I think it's going to play differently every time, which is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I there's also an artifact version of this that's going to look a lot more similar to a deck like Osgir, uh, just a Boros graveyard mm-hmm. artifact deck. It's yeah. cool that we can say that, that there's more than one. Yes, yeah. Um, I want to run through a couple of the cards that you could put in there that are good, but generally it's going to look like an artifact deck. Yeah. Except for it's going to have Kayla in the command zone, so people are going to be confused. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. Uh, notably, Kayla can find Goblin Welder, which is going to be the best card in any <laughs> artifact deck. Yeah. Uh, it also finds Soul Ring. Great. Love that. Containment Construct yeah. is excellent and is uh, similar to the Conspiracy Theorist, but better. Yeah. Uh, Oswald Fiddlebender is a two-mana creature. He's the birthing pod for artifacts. Uh, this was a cool one that I wanted to mention. It's Mishra Excavation Prodigy. Oh. It's two and a red for an uncommon uh, human artificer. He's a two-one with haste. Uh, it also says whenever you discard one or more artifact cards, add red-red. This ability triggers only once each turn. So it's in a way, halves the cost of Kayla. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Plus, that, you can hit it off of Kayla and put it into play. Oh, yeah, that's also very good. Yeah, having haste means you can do this immediately. Also, if you just are digging for answers, which is quite good, too. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, tidy little card. Yeah. Uh, ways to untap Kayla to double her ability, like Thousand Year Elixir that we mentioned before, Battle Mages Bracers. Um, those are going to be powerful as well. Yes. Okay. Kayla's sweet. I th- it feels like there's a ton of things that you can do with this deck. And honestly, I think the only reason that she isn't more popular is because there's a ton of ways that you could build this deck. Yeah, maybe people are just too scared. Don't it's know what daunting. To do. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very interested in Kayla. It's very cool. Okay. Uh, this next one caught a lot of uh, attention when it was first 
printed. Do you want to read this one? Yeah, sure. This is Mahadi, Emporium Master. It is one, a black and a red for a legendary creature, Cat Devil. It is a 3-3 that reads, <clears throat> at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each creature that died this turn. Pretty good. As we all know, treasure is a very good commander. And notably, yeah. this says each creature, not each creature you control. So it does count your opponent's creatures. Yeah. It also doesn't say non-token creature, which so, is the oh. other limitation that's also put on these. Also true. Also true. Yeah. Uh, it just has to be on your turn. Yeah. Um, obviously, we know that there are powerful uh, treasure commanders, Prosper being the, the daddy yes. of all of them. Of course. Uh, but we're also used to seeing just red black treasure decks in general, like Obnixilis Captive Kingpin is often built as like a treasure focused deck. It's Rakdos treasures are sweet, and yeah. I feel like I don't see enough of Mahadi. There's only uh one thousand one hundred and twenty two decks on EDH Rec for this for this card right now. Yeah, and that's a shame because I think Mahadi um is very cool and it's a cat devil, which you don't see very right? often. That's a cool it's a cool little flavor thing as well. It is an uncommon commander which um you know, maybe Prosper and Obnixilis have outclassed just because of they're so flashy mm. commanders. But uh, yeah, there's cool things you can do. Any of those uh, creatures like Plague Crafter or Fleshbag Marauder that are edict effects for uh, the board, which means your opponents sacrifice a creature each. You sacrifice one, which will probably will be the Plague Crafter. Mm -hmm. And that means you make four treasure tokens. End of turn. I mean, quite good. And that's great. That's coming from one card and you still have the edict effect. Um, there's a ton of creatures that do that on ETB, so mm -hmm. you could run all of those that will get a little grindy, so make sure you have a plan to close up the game. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, or you could just go more token, token sack, like aristocrat yeah. style. Um, something like Jadar Ghoulcaller of Nefalia is one of my favorite little, like, junk creators. Yep. Uh, if you don't have a decayed zombie, you make a decayed zombie. Yeah. You'll always have a friend. So he, yeah, he always has a dead guy with him. It's weird, Jadar. Leave him at home. <laughs> weekend at Bernie's all the time is what this guy's doing. Lifetime at Bernie's. <laughs> uh, so he makes a little token that you can always sacrifice and get another treasure out of. Yeah. Um, the coolest one flavor-wise is Zerzoth Chaos Rider. Chaos Rider. Another devil. This is yeah. two and a red for a devil. A two, three. Whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, if it's not their turn, you create a one, one red devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. Makes a devil token, which is mm -hmm. great. Uh, whenever one or more devil tokens you control attack one or more players, you and those players each draw a card, then discard a card at random. Very chaotic. Mm -hmm. um, that's quite good. Yeah. You've got a devil in the command zone. Zerzoth himself is a devil. So that first attack, you send it at like two players. Mm hmm then you you draw a discard, they draw a discard, you make two devils. Yes. And now you've got fodder to sacrifice that deal damage when they die, and you've messed up your opponent's hands. They love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they won't, I don't know if they're going to love it. They're going to love it. They might love it the first time. It's like fun. <laughs> At random, we love it. At random. <laughs> I keep trying to get make Zerzoth in uh, Winnow to work. Oh. <laughs> I think it's pretty fun in CDH. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can see that. <laughs> Uh, so there's a lot of ways that you could just sack a ton of, tr of um, creatures, make a ton of treasures, and then have an even bigger turn next turn. Uh, a cool way to do it, uh, I think, is doing more 
Uh, you could go more board wipe focused mm-hmm. yep. and have ways to either protect your commander or run more one-sided board wipes. Yep. Just kill your opponent's stuff, make a ton of treasure so you have a really big turn next turn. Yeah. Um, Mithril Coat, I think, is good in that kind of deck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is uh, a three-mana artifact that reads Flash Indestructible when it enters the battlefield, attach a target res- legendary creature you control, which, you know, board wipe into this is, hey, I still live and I get a billion treasure tokens if it's your turn yeah but um yeah that's quite good plus it is flash so there's a it's something that you can spend Mm -hmm. your treasures on after you pass the turn absolutely i think the more instant speed stuff that you have the better because Mm -hmm. you don't what you don't want to do is make all these treasure tokens right and then pass the turn and then something happens in one of your opponent's turns where you either lose the treasures or you need you know you want to make sure that you get the value out of them absolutely flash stuff instant speed stuff always Very good. Uh, I think this might be a gift of Doom deck. I'm obsessed with this card. I keep trying to put it in decks. This is a morph, uh, and you're going to want to morph it, so you're going to pay three and put it face down. But when you morph it up, the morph cost is sacrifice another creature. And when you play the morph cost, that doesn't use a stack. It's at instant speed, so there's no way to respond to it. Uh, but you sacrifice another creature, and it turns into an aura that gives the enchanted creature death touch and indestructible. Ooh, that's sneaky. Yeah, so you've got a little thing, and then if somebody answers Mahati, or if you want to cast a board <laughs> right, you sacrifice one of your things, pop it on your commander. Yeah. It's really cool card, I, and I haven't really found a place for it. I think it's worth it just for the look of when you say, I cast a morph creature. And your opponent's <laughs> like, what? What, what year is yeah. it? <laughs> the, the fun thing about morph creatures is people just don't attack you. They don't. They're like, they that just, could be anything. They, they just, they really, really don't want to know what it is. It's better than a ghostly prison, honestly. Yeah. It's very funny, actually. I want to play that card in more decks. Actually, I like that a lot. It's really cool it's also like you can sacrifice a creature at instant speed which is just always a good thing like when people don't see that you have a sack outlet on the board and you do something with it that's very sneaky yeah Yeah, i like that a lot uh and then you want big one-sided board wipes like ingaruk's wake uh necromantic selection allows you to board wipe and then bring back your commander so that mahadi is there Mm -hmm. to uh make all the treasure tokens yeah and then beyond that, it's just a it's just a treasure just put deck. In, you know, mayhem devils and manufacturers and Mirkwood bats. Oh my Ugh. goodness! Yeah, notably, you can uh, one way to play this deck is to just ramp, ramp, ramp. Don't play your commander until you have a board wipe. Yeah. Then board wipe. Then play your commander. Right. Yeah. And then you have tons of mana. Yeah, just everyone else has nothing. Dot Mahadi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then next turn, you're like Nadir's and I played Mirkwood bats. <laughs> you guys die. <laughs> yep. 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 Cool. <laughs> that's that's great yeah yeah you could you could cast a board wipe then cast your commander into into like a reckless fire weaver then just move to your end step and make like six (laughs) six to a million treasure tokens sounds good to me (sighs) sounds good to me this is cool actually it's pretty neat uh and you know there we've done a lot of talk about junk decks so uh those are the cards that would would finish the game for for mahati exactly cool Next up, Lulu, yeah. Loyal Holophant. She's a cutie. Now, we've been talking about a f- quite a few uh, uh, D&D a lot, A lot from Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Uh, it is perhaps because I'm obsessed with this set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love these cards. Um, you know, yeah. being D&D players mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, I get a huge kick out of these. And I, this is one campaign I did get to play where Lulu was 
you know, the character that helped us out, and it was That's just so, so cute. Fun. So Lulu's wonderful. <laughs> Lulu, loyal Holly fan, is three and a white for a legendary creature, Elephant Angel. Aww. Aww. It is a 3-2 that reads, Flying, at the beginning of your end step, if a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on each tapped creature you control, then untap them, and choose a background. Also is on there. Uh, so it's like a cute Cather's Crusade, sort of. It's, a cutie crusade. It's a, it's a cutie crusade. <laughs> That's what they said about the crusades, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. Yeah, so I think a lot of people looked at Lulu and were like, it's a plus one counter commander. Yeah. And you're like, it is, kind of, but it's also a, a like a drum bellower. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. It untaps your it whole board. Makes them bigger and untaps them, so... Uh, at the very least, she gives them, like, plus one, plus one, and vid vigilance yeah and at the very most you get yeah. to use all the your abilities twice at the low cost of a fetch yeah <laughs> pretty good a permanent leaving the battlefield that's cracking a treasure token that's cracking a fetch that's blinking a creature that's <laughs> having a token die in combat there's a million ways to yeah. trigger lulu it feels free it's harder not to trigger lulu honestly, honestly. Like yeah yeah uh, there's a, a ton of we're going to talk about a lot of different ways that you can build Lulu we're going to try and go through them very quickly because the cool thing about background commanders is that they're flexible and yeah. you get to be creative and follow something that um, speaks to you uh, but there are some cool things that just go in every Lulu deck I think yeah Mother of Runes is incredible in this deck okay. you can give something unblockable on your turn and then untap it mm-hmm. for protection uh, around the table gotta protect your cutie of course yes yeah. Mother of Ruins uh scholar of uh, the new horizons is great with this deck i don't think i've seen this card. scholar of new horizons is a one and a white uh it enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it it is a one one uh tap remove a counter from a permanent you control search a library for a planes card and reveal it if an opponent controls more lands than you you may put that card onto the battlefield if you don't put the card on the battlefield then put it in your hand so yeah this is great rampant white fantastic yeah, yeah this is great it's rampant white or in- that turns into draw in, yeah. in white, which yeah. is is really solid. And Lulu will put a counter on it wow. to replace it and untap it so you can use it twice each turn. That's great. Seems That's really, really good. Uh, Micaeus, the Lunarch, ah. is, the, is another way to do this. It's X and a white for a human cleric. Micaeus enters with X, plus one, plus one counters on him. And it has an activated ability that says tap, put a plus one counter on Micaeus. And another one that says tap, remove a plus one counter from Micaeus, put a plus one counter on each other creature you control. Quite good. So again, Lulu will always keep Micaeus loaded with counters so you can tap him again and put more counters on. Absolutely. Yeah, that's quite good. Micaeus is another card that I don't see very often. I feel like it's been outclassed, but Mm. it goes fantastic in this deck. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of good synergy. Yeah. Okay, so the way that backgrounds work, if you haven't um, played with backgrounds before, is there are are legendary enchantments that are basically a partner with the creatures that have say choose a background on them uh, and there's one of you there's multiple in each color mm-hmm. we picked some that we thought would go well with lulu and you can follow your heart if lulu speaks to you where <laughs> I, I just can't imagine her not <laughs> look into her big dumb eyes oh <laughs> <laughs> so the first one we have here is a sacrifice build using agent of the iron throne mm-hmm. seems a little dark for lulu but we'll try it look uh, <laughs> she's got a dark streak i'm gonna kill you <laughs> Uh, this in is, the name of the throne! <laughs> this is two and a black for a background uh, in legendary enchantment that reads, Commander creatures you own 
have whenever an artifact or a creature you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, each opponent loses one life. Yes. So this is a sacrifice build. Yeah. Um, you can do uh, a lot of things with this. Obviously, you want permanents to leave the battlefield anyway, so trigger Lulu. Um, and this will obviously get it done because you will have ways to create tokens or other things that will go to the to the bin and uh, trigger Lulu, which is yep. great. Black, white aristocrats, you could go either treasures or tokens. There's a lot of cool things that you can do with it. Um, I think if you're going to go the tokens route, there's a number of creatures that just have like tap abilities that make tokens. Then Lulu yep. will untap them and you're going to do it again. Uh, like a Thraben Doomsayer is a three mana human that has an activated ability that just says tap, make a white human. Mm-hmm. That human's going to die. So sorry about it. but um, <laughs> Or he'll get really big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of things that say like whenever a creature you control with a counter on it dies, something happens. Yeah. The Skyclave Shadow Cat says whenever something with a counter on it dies, you draw a card. Or another uh, underrated Ooh. commander that I like a lot is Felisa Fang of Silverquill. And that says whenever a non-token creature you control dies, if it had counters on it, make that many inklings. <laughs> that can get out of hand very quickly, especially because if Lulu is making those inklings bigger and they are flying. But... that's gonna go wild yes that's great that's very good there's so that's the black white build uh there's also a red white treasure build that's with guild artisan as the as the background one in a red for a legendary background uh commander creatures you own have whenever this creature attacks a player if an opponent has more life than that player you create two treasure tokens that's quite good and notably those are sackable which will trigger lulu and get the ball rolling for whatever you got to do so and lulu has flying so it's easy enough to attack the player that has more life that's quite good that's quite good i like that one a lot coolest deck tech in this version of the deck is prosperous partnership oh interesting uh, this is from the new Capanna commander decks. It's one red and white for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, you make two citizens and then it has an activated ability that says tap three untapped creatures you control, create a treasure token. Okay. So you can <laughs> tap your whole board. So you can untap them with Lulu. You make the treasure tokens mm-hmm. that you can sacrifice. Plus she gives you tokens uh, that you can make bigger. That seems. is a prosperous partnership. Seems, I like that. That's wonderful. Good. Yeah, very good. Also Magda. Oh, good old Magda. Tap Magda. Get some stuff. <laughs> good old Magda. It's fine. Fantastic. Oh, wait, I, see, I see a filigree vector here, which is another great card. This one's cool. Yeah, I have this in, uh, it came in the Brimaz pre-con, which is very good. Uh, yeah. It is three and a white for a Phyrexian Construct 1-1. One, one. Whenever, whenever this card enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each of any number of target creatures and a charge counter on each of any number of target artifacts. Seems and good. it also has one and a tap, sacrifice another artifact, proliferate. Which, I mean, if you're going to put counters on things, this also has the sack uh-huh. outlet, so to, something will leave the battlefield to trigger Lulu. Oh. And it has a tap ability, so it naturally can be untapped, it's, so you can do it twice per turn. It's, it's really good. doing the thing. It's quite good. And I like this version. I was looking at the black-white version, but the red-white version is sweet. Yeah, yeah that's quite good. Oh, yeah. Lulu, like money bags, Lulu. <laughs> yeah! We're rich! <laughs> you're going to die! <laughs> Uh, the next version uh, that I think is cool is blue and white with Feywild Visitor. Two and a blue for a legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures you own have whenever one or more non-token creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, so up to three. Uh, you create a 1-1 one, one blue fairy dragon creature token with flying. So it makes tokens for each player that you hit. Yes. Basically. Yeah. 
And I was thinking about it and I was like, it's like a blue white flyers deck. Like that's pretty good. It's easy to tap. Then I did a little research and I was like, oh, this is a convoke deck. Ah, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Blue white convoke is sick. Especially when you're untapping your board at the end of your turn. Quite good. That is scary. (laughs) That is scary. So, of course, you want Invasion of Segovia. That card is broken. You should put it in your decks. (laughs) Uh, You have a flyer that can flip it. No problem. And it flips into Catus, Sea Tyrant of Segovia, uh, which uh, gives your non-creature spells Convoke. And then untap some creatures. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, everything in your hand will be coming out. Well, basically, anything can be brought out with when you're making all these tokens along with Mm -hmm. Lulu. And return, you can Convoke. Very good. That's quite good. Plus, you got the flyers as a payoff. Flyers, as we've talked about, uh, notably very good <laughs> at all times. I did want to mention Transcendent Message. Have you played with this card yet? No. Let me read this. Busted. X blue, 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 blue. So four, four blues. Four blue, so uh, it is an instant that reads Convoke. Draw X cards. A very simple card, but I, I see what you're saying here. Yes. Um, in a deck that makes a bunch of tokens that will untap at the end of your turn. Quite good. <laughs> quite good i don't think i've cast this card for x less than like eight yeah like if you and it's an instant so you can do it on end step and you're just not punished yeah it's really quite good that's quite good all right what's this next version this one is there's two options here yeah we have far traveler and candle keep sage now this is for doing the uh blink version of the deck mm-hmm. so far traveler is a background that is two and a white for commander creatures you own have at the beginning of your end step exile up to one target tapped creature you control then returns the battlefield under its owner's control so already uh, checks the box that lulu wants of leaving and returning and untapping. Fantastic. The other one is Candlekeep Sage, which is two and a blue for another background that reads, Commander creatures you own have, when this creature enters or leaves the battlefield, draw a card. Okay. That's good. <laughs> That's very good. Another blue-white version that will uh, notably draw you cards. And uh, since you do want things to leave the battlefield anyways, um, and if you are blinking your commander, very good. Yes. Might as well be Lulu. Might as well be Lulu. Leaving, coming back. Hi! Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> adorable and scary <laughs> you do have to figure out how to like get him tapped again but a sure. blue white blink deck is super super fun and there were some cool options <gasps> that uh were worth mentioning preston is Preston's back, back. <laughs> and you have a little cutie patootie deck oh little tooties that'd be great actually i yeah. love that i love the flavor of that <laughs> uh i think gilrain dunedain protector is very good in this deck it's two and white for a human noble has an activated ability that says two and tap exile another target creature you control you may return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control if you don't, at the beginning of the next end step, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control with a vigilance counter and a lifelink counter on it. Whoa. So okay. this is going to be more for the, um, you're a little less worried about uh, the plus one plus one counters because you're blinking stuff. Sure. Uh, but there are going to be creatures that you want loaded up with counters so you do have some kind of win con and this she gives them vigilance and lifelink. And they're counters so it is permanent like yeah. essentially until they leave the battlefield that right. is very she good. She blink something else and with candle keep sage you draw two cards. Yeah. Uh, so yeah on your turn you activate Gilrain you blink Lulu mm-hmm. draw two cards she comes back yeah. and then she's tapped Lulu sees her untaps her <laughs> oh. and then you can do it on end step and make give something else these counters. 
Honors. That's pretty good. Seems pretty sweet. Pretty um, good. There's a lot of cool options for that version of the deck. But of course, there is a much simpler deck, uh, which is just green, white, plus one, plus one counters. Uh, the background for this one would be Master Chef, probably. We've talked a lot about plus one, plus one counter decks. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fairly tr- traditional build, and I think there's probably cooler stuff to do with it. But the coolest thing I found for plus one, plus one counter version of this deck is Kami of Whispered Hopes or Rishkarpima Renegade, which are both, uh, and there's more of these, but creatures that care about counters on them and they make mana for the number of counters on them or they're allowed to make mana because they have a counter on them. Yes. So you can tap them for mana and then Lulu will untap them and you can have some like instant speed kind of cool stuff yes, going on. Absolutely. And it, I think it goes without saying that the Ozolith is welcome in all these decks. That plus yeah. plus one counter. Ozolith is just <laughs> that kind of card. Busted good. Uh, the final thing I wanted to mention, there isn't a very good background for it, uh, but this was the most flavorful one. It's uh, Sword Coast Sailor. Oh my God, Pirate Elephant. And it's Pirate Elephant Angel. <laughs> you make her, you give her a boat. Oh, Make her a captain. So cute. <laughs> I love it. It gives her unblockable, basically, which isn't as good, but I, th- I want a white blue version of Lulu that's cars. <laughs> okay. So you can use vehicles to tap down all your creatures. <laughs> And yeah. then you, and then you can attack with your vehicles, and then they're tapped, and she puts counters on all of them and untaps them, and then untaps them. Yes, and then you can crew them on the defense. That's very good. I, like I, uh, Lulu's in cars getting coffee. Lulu's in cars coffee. That's great. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I yeah. did not think of that. That's great. Uh, but if if you're building a Lulu deck in any color, I do think that vehicles are pretty good because they allow yep. you to tap down your stuff without getting uh, without sending them to combat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, quite good. Lulu's got lots of options. Lulu's got options. Yeah, but only a thousand decks. So let's let's pump that a thousand, up. Thousand, yeah, a thousand and fourteen decks. Ridiculous. With any background. Yeah, that's ridiculous. She's too cute for this. Too cute. All right. Uh, this next one is my boyfriend has this deck and it's gross and I just it feels like more people should know about it this is Stang Echo Warrior it is two and a red and a green for a legendary creature human warrior it is a three four with a lot of text let's read it says whenever Stang Echo Warrior attacks create Stang Twin a legendary three four red and green human warrior creature token it enters the battlefield tapped and attacking for each aura and equipment attached to Stang, the original Stang, create a token that's a copy attached to Stang Twin. And then you sacrifice all tokens created this way at the beginning of next end step. So this is a Voltron copy deck, sort yes. of, right? It's like Voltron, it's Gruul Auras is what Gruul it is. Gruul Auras, yes. Because every single combat, you make a brother and then you stack the brother <laughs> up with all of this stuff. Right. And... What that does is is it means you have two big guys, yeah. and one of them's a free attacker. Right. Like, it can go anywhere. Right. Uh, but also, you have a ton of enchantment and equipment ETBs. Yes. Oh, that's true, because they do enter the battlefield, so it will trigger if this is obviously an enchantress deck. Yeah. Oh, you will draw maybe three or four cards based on what you have on the board. Ooh, that's quite good. Yeah. So I want to... There are some cool equipments that that you can put in this deck. Um, I think this deck is cooler and more powerful as an enchantment deck, but I got to mention a uh, skull clamp is mm. really, really, really good. Oh, because <laughs> you're going to sacrifice. It, you sacrifice it at the end of turn, so mm-hmm. you're going to draw two cards every time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's quite good. Uh, and then Basilisk Collar is quite good. Um, this deck really relies on you finding trample. So the death touch and trample thing is a yep. big deal. And the deck doesn't have a ton of defense unless you find specific cards. So the lifelink is imperative. Right. But let's talk about some auras because they're the coolest part. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of auras with ETBs. 
Like the rune? Rune of Might, yes. Enchant Permanent, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. So basically, anytime this, you make a copy of the Stang Twin, this will also trigger. Um, and then it will give a plus one, plus one trample, all for two mana. Yeah. It's uh, quite good. So, and if you're making it over and over again, then you're drawing. And then if you have like a, an Enchantress on board, then you draw two when it enters. Yeah. Uh, Cartouche of Strength is another strong ETB. When it enters the battlefield, you may have Enchanted Creature fight, target creature, and opponent <laughs> controls. Wow. So you're just fighting stuff for free every turn. So draw a card and removal. That's yeah. Already. Very good. You gotta one read, with a comma. You gotta read this one. One with a comma. Yes, I, I actually know this one. This yeah. Is, this is three and a green. It's an enchantment aura. Flash. Enchant creature you control. When enchanted creature or another modified creature you control dies, you create X one one colorless spirit creature tokens where X is that creature's power. Yeah. So this will happen every turn. Yes. Because. And you have two of them. Yeah. And you have two of them. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> that's very good. You're going to have a tiny army of 1-1 one, one spirit creatures. Yes, that's very good. Yeah, I, I wanted to put this in Blanca, but it just didn't make the cut. Yeah. Here, though, quite good when you can double it up. And uh, yeah, wow. And really? Flash is fantastic It's here. really sweet. Quite good. Um, Sticky Fingers is another very good one. This is when Enchanted Creature dies, you draw a card, and it has Menace, and when it deals combat damage, you make tre treasure. This was Plus, it's only one mana. Yeah. Uh, it is an Enchantress deck, so you're going to run the Enchantresses whenever you cast, you draw. Mm -hmm. But uh, the better Enchantresses, of course, are the Constellation Enchantresses. Uh, so Satessan Champion and the other one. Idolon of Blossoms. Idolon Blossoms. <laughs> yeah, that the one. The other one. And the other one. <laughs> Those two. We got there. Those are going to draw you a ton of cards. Yes. Uh, because every time they enter, you draw that many. Uh, but this one is cracked yeah, in this deck. Chishiro the Shattered Blade. Two red green for a snake samurai. A 4-4. Four, four. Whenever an aura or equipment enters a battlefield under your control, create a 2-2 two, two red spirit creature token with menace at the beginning of your end step put a plus one plus one counter on each modified creature you control wow so <laughs> let's say you have let's say you have three or three just reasonable three, three just a three auras yeah so you make two or you sorry you make three two two creatures with menace yeah that's fantastic. And then you put counters on it. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, of course, this deck relies very heavily on its commander so you're going to need a yeah. ton of ways to protect stang so we can live to make his brother uh tamio safekeeping tyvar's stand heroic intervention anything that you can do to protect this card because it is scary and you are investing a lot into it yeah so yeah notably i think if i read this correctly yeah so the stang twin enters the battlefield attacking. It doesn't say attacking the same player, correct? Oh, you can you choose, can choose where, it where it goes. So you could spread that out yeah. or just go for one because this feels like you're literally doing a 2v3 at this point right. because you're doubling your commander right. and attacking. So you have a lot of options there in combat. But I think if you if you have a sting and it can't attack, you go for it. Absolutely. You gotta go for it. It's not gonna Absolutely. live very long. No, no, you no. Gotta it's a use it. it or lose it deck yeah. for sure. So if you're one of those players that is like, I don't know if I should attack or not, this is not that deck for you. No. But it could make it could make you in one of those players that does uh, attack aggressively. This is make a deck for the bold, for sure. Yeah. But it's also like when you attack, if you have one of these card draw engines on board, if you do get blown out, if something does happen to Stang, mm -hmm. hypothetically, you've drawn four or five cards yeah. and you're not in the hole here. Yeah. So making sure that you have a lot of these enchantments that turn this ability into card advantage yeah. um, is really important because yeah. you are really putting all of your eggs in one stang basket yeah one stang basket <laughs> there are a few enchantments that also give him 
give creatures hexproof. Yeah. Um, and asceticism is another one that's sort of a world one, not a for world sure. one technically, but yeah. uh, for all your creatures will give Just them safe. A, essentially keep them safe. So if you're looking at, you know, making the enchantment version of this, I think that those are very good in the deck as well. And uh, for those of you who have been looking for a place to put this card, it is at last a Storm Herald deck. <laughs> Tune a red for a human shaman with haste. When it enters the battlefield, return any number of aura cards from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to creatures you control. Exile those auras at the beginning of your next 10 step. If those auras would leave the battlefield, exile them instead of putting them anywhere else. Okay. So this means like I have Stang, but I don't have any cards in hand. I don't have any auras on it. You slam Storm's Herald. You load up the guy. You got one big attack. Draw a ton of cards. This is a three mana finish. Sure. Yeah, it's that's wild. That's really cool. Look, my boyfriend built this deck. Uh, he's summy tummies on Moxfield. You can go see his list. <laughs> it's nuts. It's so much fun to play, and I can't believe more people don't don't have it. There's only like 900, yeah, 998 Stang decks on EDH Rec, and wow. uh, as you can see, it's a uh, it's obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, no, I could, I do, and I don't want to play against it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Uh, this is another one that your boyfriend has built, correct? I know. I keep talking about his decks yeah. today. He built some cool decks. What can I say? Uh, it's Grothama, all devouring. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, Grothama is a worm for three green green. It is a 10-8 for five. Uh, but it says other creatures have. Whenever this creature attacks, you may have it fight Grothama. So every creature except Grothama has this ability. Then it says, when Grothama leaves the battlefield, each player draws cards equal to the amount of damage dealt to Grothama this turn by sources they controlled. Okay, this is a confusing card. It Break is. it down for me, Rachel. What does it actually mean? When, so if Grothama dies, is flickered, is bounced, any number of things, for, if, for the amount of damage that you've done to Grothama, mm -hmm. you draw a card. And it also gives you a way to deal that damage. Right. So, like, if I've... Let's say I I'm playing against Grothama. I have a five five. And I have like a five five and a three three. Okay. If I attack, I can have both my five five and my three three fight Grothama. Yeah. Now my creatures are both going to die, and Grothama is going to die. But I will draw eight cards because I've done eight damage to that Grothama. Yeah. As long as the Grothama player doesn't have a trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A way to give it indestructible. A way to give it uh to regenerate it. A way to. <laughs> Uh, protected in any way, which they do. They do. Don't throw away your stuff. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a good plan to fight a 10-8 in a deck designed <laughs> to not die. <laughs> so this feels like one of those circus things where you go up and it's like, come on and fight the big burly yeah, bird. Yeah, it is rigged. I'm sure you can take it. Come on, kid. You can do it. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Ha-ha! Yeah. Here's a spell that you didn't expect <laughs> that makes it indestructible, and you've wasted your creatures. Yikes! Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's also just an over... Uh, it, like an overstatted creature. It's a 5 mana 10-8. Yeah, 5 mana 10-8 is... Oof. So this is, this is the kind of deck that's just like... It runs all the cards we've talked about before, like like a greater good sack sure. a sack a draw, you know, draw ten, discard three. Yep. Uh, it Grothama is a draw spell. Uh, yep. Functionally, you can turn it into a win con. Obviously, it's a ten eight, um, but mostly this is a mono green big draws deck. Okay. Um, so it reminds me sort of of like a Yargol and Multani. Sure. Uh, yes. Which you're like, it's an eighteen six. Don't hit me. <laughs> it's like they're gonna sag it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Either. That's not what it's about. It, that's not. 
that's not the plan here. <laughs> uh, so again, you're going to want all of the protection. Uh, you do have a big thing that everyone can fight. Uh, so heroic intervention, Tamiya safekeeping, a very fun one. Not of this world. Ooh, that's a seven mana tribal instant Eldrazi counter target spell or ability that targets a permanent you control. Not of this world costs seven less to cast if it targets a spell or ability that targets a creature you control power seven or greater. So, okay, interesting. I would never have thought of this card. Yeah, it's a free I would, spell. I would never have thought of this card. That is wild. <laughs> not of this world. Yeah. It's a free counter spell. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, also probably worth looking at if you're playing Voltron decks or you have, you're doing your golden Maltani, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's in, really in some respects, maybe even Stain could get there, you know? Let, yeah, that's, exactly. That's wild. Yeah. You are also going to want big things to fight your uh oh, your sure. growthama because your creatures also have this right correct yes so basically you can attack your own worm and then blink it or do something else to make yep. it leave the battlefield mm -hmm. and then bring it comes back and you draw all those cards okay or just have it die like if you fight it with a oh, cultivator sure. colossus that's an 18 18 you draw 18 <laughs> cards you're like i spent five minutes i drew 18 cards that's fine works for me that, that's <laughs> it's pretty good yeah i'll you know, see you later growthama yeah. um so yeah you want big bad guys like cultivator colossus multani marrow sorcerer the best one in this deck is for sure moss bridge troll moss bridge love troll. a troll today yeah we're, we're big fans of trolls uh this is a five green green for a troll uh it's a five five that says if moss bridge troll would be destroyed regenerate it tap any number of untapped creatures you control other than moss bridge troll with total power 10 or greater Monstrous Pro gets plus 20, plus 20 until end of turn. <laughs> Your commander what? has 10 power. What? <laughs> okay. So it's like a seven mana draw 30. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's very silly, but it's a ton of fun, and he's got a silly little belly. Now that's a troll. That's cool. Uh, you also don't have to win the fight. You could fight it with little stuff like a stuffy doll. <laughs> stuffy doll. That's great. Yeah, yes. So you can throw 10 damage around. Fantastic. Uh, you can uh, put a druid's call on your commander or on something else with indestructible. And now anytime anybody fights your Grothama, you make that many squirrels. <laughs> Go nuts. That's great too. Go nuts. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and of course you want ways for Grothama to leave the battlefield on your own accord uh greater good like we mentioned before yep. momentous fall i think is a really important card in this deck oh sure sack a creature you draw cards equal to sack a creature's power and then you gain life equal to its toughness sure so draw 10 gain eight for instance speed four pretty yeah. good pretty good in response to if like if something goes wrong mm -hmm. you can be like oh let me get out of here yeah. before uh and you know so my opponent doesn't draw 10 cards absolutely Worth noting that Grothama is a bit of a slow roll. You don't play Grothama and pass. Yeah. <laughs> you have a plan <laughs> for this Grothama. And that plan could be Sword of Hearth and Home. Yeah, this is one blinks Grothama and gives the uh, the creature equip creature protection from green. Oh, so okay. you can fight Grothama with a four four or something like that. Okay. Deal the four damage to Grothama, blink Grothama on combat damage. And then you'll draw four cards. That's that's great. I would not have uh, thought of that interaction because I figured protection would mean no damage. There's no damage dealt to the creature that's fighting. Oh, I see. But it still still deals, deals damage to still to diesel to Grothama. Okay, so it's a way to protect it so your creature doesn't die. Yeah. I see. Yeah, so it that's gives fantastic. you like a free fight and yeah. a free little blink of Grothama. That's very um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a real slam dunk in this kind of deck. Yeah. So that's Grothama. It's, it's big and green. It's stompy. It's the kind of card that 
that you're like, I have 35 cards in my hand. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> I can definitely, this one, I understand why it is 947 decks because it is, looking at it, reading, you're like, this card is weird. I don't understand it. Yeah. And now reading through all these cards that do things that are so unique, yeah. uh, I can definitely see people jumping on building this. This is very cool. Yeah, Grothama is like, I, I don't want to say, Grothama is obviously underplayed. It's 947 decks. That's not that's not that many decks. Um, there is a small but fierce uh, population that have championed Grothama for a long time. And uh, that's sort of led by Benny Smith, who is over at Star City Games and has written many, many articles about Grothama and has a sweet Grothama deck that has changed a lot through the years. So if you want to build Grothama, go look up Benny's stuff because uh, he's the expert. <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> Excellent. What do we got next? One more card. You want to read this one? Yeah, let's do it. This is Cadric, Soul Kindler. It is two, a red and a white for a dwarf wizard. It is a 4-3 that reads, The legend rule doesn't apply to tokens you control. Cool. Whenever another non-token legendary permanent enters a battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, create a token that's a copy of it. That token gains haste. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Huh. Okay. So this is token clones, non-legendary, or legendary, legendary, legendary yeah. token clones. Yes. Very cool. And I think a lot of people looked at Cadric and were like, well, that's going in the 99 of Dihada because that's oh, where they found it. Sure. So yes. a lot of people sort of naturally gravitated to building Mardu legends. Yep. Um, and didn't look at Cadric as a commander in his own right. Yeah. Uh, and he's a very different deck than Dihada, which sure. is sort of like, it's a graveyard deck. It's a treasure deck. Uh, Cadric is an aggressive token legendary deck <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting because mostly when i mean dehada is a different one because it doesn't contain blue which is usually what you would think of for clones obviously we talked yeah. about essex earlier yeah which is simic mm. and this one contains even one less color which is only red white right it's uh, those red clones those like yeah. the jaxus clones the kikijiki clones the kikijikis yeah, yeah yeah absolutely the impulse clones impulse I guess. clones yeah is that a thing i don't know uh, <laughs> it makes sense though right the here today gone tomorrow clones you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah yeah exactly and it's really really cool there's there's a lot of of neat ways to um obviously have very explosive turns with with cadric um but he also like in addition to just giving you two of these legends yeah he also gives one haste so it's really good with um legends that have activated abilities or attack triggers yeah so itali primal storm yep. is a perfect exactly one exactly the one yeah. i was thinking of immediate like two itali's already scary but yes. like itali and itali now yeah it's like itali later and itali now <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah! <laughs> well that one's just happening because yeah. we have to answer real itali yes. also yes which is is super super sweet that's very cool yeah uh jiru and hazaret as well uh, human god uh, this is uh, two red red white for a 5-4 as long as you have one or fewer cards in uh, this card has vigilance and haste so this means they're both gonna attack regardless yeah. of what's happening there yeah if you have no cards in hand you have no cards in hopefully hand hopefully you have cards in hand yeah well yeah but it's red white so it's who Boros, knows, who knows? Uh, whenever this card attacks look at the top six cards your library you may exile a legendary creature card which you will have because mm -hmm. that's what you're building put the rest on the bottom of your library at a random order until end turn you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost we did you do that twice you do that uh, twice because if you get them both to attack yeah if they, if they can both attack then you get to do that twice and then those also make clones if those you have also etb yeah so you can play pay the pay the one to make token copies of those Ooh. 
that's like, the dream that's so much power on like you know cadre comes down turn four turn five hopefully at some point you've ramped or you've got a spare treasure or something like that yeah you can jeru and make a copy or you could like nayali and then make a copy uh nayali says attacking tokens you control have double strike Ooh. oh my god oh no oh no it also says whenever one or more tokens you control attack a player exile the top card of your library during any turn you attacked with a token you may play that card so it's also card draw on a legendary that immediately makes a three three double strike and starts swinging that's awesome i do think it's a sacrifice right yes it's sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step so it's yes. really good with dies triggers huh i, mean, I can't imagine how that would be helpful to us no no uh, I, I don't know any legends with dies <laughs> triggers oh wait here's a dragon yeah, oh yeah <laughs> here's a dragon that does it owl is this pronounced owl i say ao but i Ayo? really don't i'm not confident about I'll, it. I'll follow your example ao the dawn sky is a three white white dragon spirit flying vigilance five four already pretty good when uh this card dies you get to choose one which is either look at the top seven cards of your library put any number of non-land permanent cards to a value four or less from among them onto the battlefield put the rest on the bottom of your library in your random order or put two plus one plus one counters on each permanent you control that's a creature or a vehicle those are both great that's yeah. fantastic. And the token's going to die. The other one stays, so you get to do yeah. it so effectively it twice. Two times. Uh, Unless you figure out how to do this ETB more than one time. How could you do that? I don't know. I've never heard Impossible. of ways of making In more white? than one token. Uh, it's one drag. Horrifying. Uh, and you can make two moan drags. So you go, so go drag, make a moan drag, oh. then you have two moan drags. Oh, no. And then the next one that you come down, you go to play, I'll play a tally. Pay one. I'll make what? Three Atali. <laughs> Three, four, four Atalis? A number of Atalis. A number of Atalis. Uh, you would need to protect your commander here because as soon as it dies, that legend rule kicks back in, correct? Yes. So it will just kind of wipe out half your board. Must be careful, yeah. Yes, must be careful. <laughs> there is a kill and remove half your board button there. So you do have to protect your commander quite a bit here. There are some very cool moves in this deck, as you would imagine. My favorite cool move is Flagstones of Trocare. What do we got here? Flagstones of Trocare is a legendary permanent. Oh. It is a, in this case, it is a legendary white land, and it has an ability that says, when Flagstones of Trocare is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, <laughs> you may search your library for a planes card, put it onto the battlefield, tapped, then shuffle your library. <laughs> so when you okay. play this land, you can pay one and make a token copy of Flagstones of Trocare, and then you haven't lost any mana, and on your end step, when you sacrifice it, you can find a planes, it's ramp. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I love that. You know, legendary permanence includes planeswalkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not even think about that. Double planeswalkers is nasty. Yeah. I mean, there's a hundred uh, ways this could go wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like, we can go through a list of cool Bor Boros planeswalkers, but I bet you could find them. Um, yeah. There's a just, so like you could, you make two, you plus one of them, you keep the one you plus and you minus the one that yeah, you, that's going to leave. That you're absolutely. This is uh, really, really strong. That's bonkers, yeah. Uh, one I liked is Zerium Golden Wind. It's a griffin that is a three and one white for a three, four flying. Whenever a griffin you control deals combat damage to a player, create a two, two white griffin creature token with flying. Cute. So 
Zerium is very basic, yeah. but it's not the kind of card that aids removal spells, and it is the kind of card that snowballs out of control. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is true, I guess, yeah. So if you have one Zerium with haste and it comes down, you make a you make a griffin. You do have two, well, you make two griffins because you have two Zeriums. Yes. Uh, so now you have, oh, yes. next turn you'll have three griffins, which means you'll make six griffins. Oh, yeah. So uh, Zerium is just one of those things where you're like, I don't want to spend a removal spell on the Zerium golden wind, <laughs> but if I don't, I'm dead because I didn't bring any flyers. Because I didn't bring any flyers. <laughs> Flyers. This will be learned. Yeah, nobody brings flyers. <laughs> yeah, that oh, can get out man. of hand. That's awesome. I see you have Ephemerate here. Gandalf the White. Yeah, uh, one of the newer cards. Uh, you may cast legendary spells and artifact spells as though they had flash. So now you can flash out a legendary, make a clone of it. Yep. Very cool. It also doubles your ETBs, which means it triggers your commander twice. Oh. So now oh. you can pay 1-1 one, one <gasps> and make more tokens. That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. And this is cool. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The deck, this deck is one of those things that you, they cast their commander and you're like, what is it going to be? <laughs> it could be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're not playing a morph, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of really sweet stuff that you can do with Cadric. I was really surprised that it didn't take off as a commander. There is so many cool things that you can do with it. And um, a lot of cool legendary support that came out in the last couple of sets. And more to come. So Always as, as they print more legendary creatures, this one is going to get out of control. So fantastic. Okay, those are the 10 commanders that we wanted to talk about Ooh. in this episode. I'm sure we'll do more of these uh, just underrated commanders cards, c- uh, commanders that we expected uh, would be more popular. We want to make sure that, you know, cool commanders get the love that they deserve. Yes. But you had this idea, so I want you to introduce it. Yeah, so Rachel had come to me about this podcast. I'm like, absolutely, that sounds super fun. Yep. And I was like, what if we also agree each mm to build one of these decks that we talk about, one of the 10 that we talked about today, you know, put our cardboard where our mouth is, basically. Yeah, tick up those numbers on EDH Exactly. At least one more, maybe more. So, um, yeah, so we went through the list and we looked at them and decided which one we wanted to build. And honestly, now I'm having a hard time because I know. going through the list, I'm like, oh, no, they're all so cool. <laughs> they're all sweet. I know. I was sitting there. I was like, maybe I'm going to change my mind. Yes. Cadric's so cool. I just already have a Dihada deck, so I can't build it. Oh, man. Yeah, honestly. So before I did the podcast, I wanted to do uh, Queen Caleb in Krug because I I like stacks. But at this point, I'm staying was very cool. Your boyfriend has that one. So yeah. I, I, I want to kind of see it in action before. Yeah. But um, uh, oh, Lulu is also so I know. cool. I, I was like, I'm going to do Black White Lulu. I don't have an Orzhov deck. It'll be like... That'll be my first Orzhov deck and it'll feel like a cool spot. And... Yeah. Um, I still like that idea, but I was like, when we were talking about the blue-white vehicle Lulu, I was like, that's yeah, really sweet. that's so cool. And Blink Lulu's cool. Ah. Yeah, Mahadi really speaks to Ugh. me now, thinking about the cat-devil thing going on there. Joyer is also very cool. Um, yeah, I'm having a hard time choosing. Are you sticking with the one you picked? I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna build Lulu with Cultist of the Absolute, which okay. is a background that we didn't talk about. It's a single black mana, and it turns Lulu into a crazy beater, uh, <laughs> but requires you to sacrifice one creature to keep uh, oh. to keep Lulu. It okay. gives her like a not a cumulative upkeep, but sort of. It doesn't scale. Yeah. Um, and it mostly because it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Lulu joins a cult. It was really <laughs> fun. Um, <laughs> and it leaves it a little bit more open-ended for the cool cards I find to go in there. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I'm going to stick with that one and I will be jealous of whatever you build. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go towards uh, the one I was originally going to pick, which is Queen Kayla Bin Krug, because 
I actually realized I don't have any commanders that have a tap activated ability yeah. that I think of. And I'm like, that seems so strange. I should have one of those. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to do a Boros deck out of that and do probably some sort of Staxy build that someone will probably hate. Probably Jordan because he hates stacks, but uh, he'll have to suffer <laughs> through that. It'll be fine. He'll figure it out. Yeah. It's a fun puzzle. It's a puzzle. Yeah. It's not stacks. It's a stack <laughs> of puzzles. <laughs> to the listeners, what commanders do you think are underplayed? Do we cover any of them today? Uh, do we talk about any commanders that you have? And we missed some of your favorite tech. I want to hear all about them. Uh, and why do you love the commanders that we talked about today? Because yes. I think that's how you really sell somebody on a on a card is you're like, it can do this. It can do that. You could do any of these things. And so when people are passionate about commanders, it's really it's really exciting, and that's you know how people fall in love with new commanders. Yeah, so, it's, it's infectious. Share. And yeah, if you if you know interactions that we didn't cover here because there's thousands of them that we oh didn't know, please share them in the comments. And if you have a deck already built for these or are thinking of one, share those as well because that's how we get inspiration. You know, like we're giving you inspiration. We want inspiration back. Honestly, yeah. like if you have a Lulu deck, if you have a Kayla deck, yes. please send them over. I am always looking at deck lists and always excited to see yours. Yes. We talked about a lot of magic cards today. We really, really did. If you want to pick up any of those, you can do so while supporting the show over at cardkingdom.com slash command. Card Kingdom has a great selection of magic singles and sealed product. Uh, Commander Masters is still going on. It is a great time to pick up sealed product for that. Any of the precons, they're super cool. Any of the singles in the set, it is a great time to shop for singles. Keep an eye on those big commander staples and watch for the prices as they fall and rise. You're good. This is when you're going to be able to get your cyclonic rifts at their cheapest, your deflecting swats at your cheapest. Um, these are the cards that really fill out a deck and really make it powerful. And you're not going to find it cheaper than in like, what, a couple weeks? Yeah, yeah. After that, they start ticking up again. So yeah. So pay close attention to Card Kingdom. Make sure that you are getting the cards that you want and you're buying expensive cards. You want to make sure you're getting it from a place that is going to ship them safely to you and as the customer service to handle it if anything goes wrong. Again, support the show over at Card Kingdom dot com slash command you can also go to ultrapro.com slash command and pick up some accessories you're building one of these decks that we talked about we know you are uh get a deck box and sleeves uh make sure that your collection is organized in, with the ultra pro binders and safe if you're using three ring binders still reevaluate a little bit because you can ding your cards and and making sure that you have safe binders that don't you squish your cards is uh, a real level up for your collection. Uh, I know I'm about out of binder space, so I'm going to have to get another one yeah. soon. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to do so over at ultrapro.com slash command. Uh, okay. We have had a long episode, but we have a very cool end step. So we're going to do an end step today. Gaurav, tell us all about what you've been doing outside the world of magic. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is a bit far removed from magic, but... Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's magical. It is very magical. Uh, me and my wife are having a baby. Yeah. Uh, we're expecting in October, early October. And um, so I want to talk a little bit about that because it's a wild journey. Um, yeah, so baby journey. I mean, it's, it's hard to even think that it's real, but it is very real as my wife's belly grows larger and larger. And she talks about all of these things she's feeling and we're buying baby furniture and going through all these things. So I'm going to become a new dad, which is scary and exciting yeah. and uh, hopefully super rewarding because I'm very much looking forward to it as well. But uh, <laughs> I think it'll be rewarding. I think it'll pay off. I, I think so too. Um, I mean, word on the street is. 
That's what I've heard. All, all the good dads say it's rewarding. All the bad dads say, oh, I don't know. It was okay. Who we're talking about? I don't know. He's a baby. <laughs> he doesn't say much. He's a baby. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm very excited to announce that uh, we're having a child. Uh, it is a boy born in October. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably put, hopefully I'll put some photos up here of uh, baby, uh, uh, what's that called? Sonogram? Is that what it's called? The thing when little, it's an x-ray? The little picture. Yeah, yeah the picture. Gun. It's up here. Right. I'm sure that's what it is. I don't remember. I've been through so many me- uh, doctor appointments baby at this meetings. point. Baby meetings. Baby meetings. <laughs> a baby meets. It's like, you want to want to meet? You sure about that? <laughs> um, but anyways, yes. I'm, I'm very excited. That's so exciting. Very nervous. And uh, if you have any dad tips, put them in the comments. Honestly, yeah. I've been reading a lot, uh, but I could always read more because uh, it, one of those things I've heard is you'll never be prepared enough to have a child. Like you'll be prepared. You can be as prepared as you want to be, but you'll never be prepared enough for it. It's the thing about kids. They keep throwing you for a loop. Yeah. They come up with new weird ways to be weird. Yeah. New ways to try and kill themselves. Basically yeah. is what babies are always trying to do. It's like, I fall off this. Oh, better catch me. I'm going to try baby. Well, many, many congratulations Thank in you. the uh, comments for from all of us, of course. We're very Thank excited you. for you, and we can't wait to see some more babies around the yeah. office. Yeah. Uh, but make sure you say uh, congratulations to Grav and send him, you know, whatever book or expensive <laughs> baby carriage that you guys oh used. They're so expensive. Yes, I was literally putting a registry together yesterday. I was like, yeah. $700? Yeah, what it's like a car. It? Does it have an engine? Like, <laughs> does it have air conditioning? No. <laughs> it does not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It has barely has rubber wheels. It's just a bed with wheels. It's nuts. It's anyway, nuts. Yeah. A lot of exciting <laughs> stuff coming up. Uh, we're very excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank All you. All right. Well, let's let's get you home. Uh, <laughs> we're going to say <laughs> big thank you to our amazing team here at the Command Zone. Thank you to Damon Lentz, Eric Lem, Megan Yip, Jordan Pridgen, Jamie Block, Arthur Mettercroft, Manson Lung, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Sam Waldo, Evan Limberger, Lady Danger, Craig Blanchett, Katie Cole, Mitch Trafford, Gab- Gabriel Pozos, Josh Lee Kwai, Jimmy Wong, and, of course, to Grav Galati for taking the time to do this episode bad with boy. us. Yeah. The bad boy of the Command Zone. The bad dad soon. The good dad? Hopefully not bad dad. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bad boy, good dad. (laughs) There we go. That's the shirt I want. Uh, Just this bad boy pointing to you. Good boy pointing. <laughs> yes, exactly. 100%. Great. All right. Let's see your t-shirt ideas in the comments as well. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.